Hi. Hello. Okay. <clears throat> I apologize. I might be clearing my throat a little bit tonight because I'm drinking something very milky. Yes, you have something very, very festive and fun tonight. Yes, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're recording this in December now, and um, I decided it would be fun to uh, have a, uh, a rum and eggnog as my drink tonight, but um, what are you drinking, Amber? I am drinking a Chardonnay, it's called Popcorn, um, and it's really nice, it's like a, little, a nice dry shard. Yeah. So, shall be a little, a little cute, fun episode. For sure. So yeah. this, uh, we are starting with the Degrassi Next Generation episode, Rumors and Reputations, which, according to the trivia, is the only episode that's not named after a song or book or movie or any pre-existing media. We we always mention if it's named after a song. Yeah. And sometimes we've we've mentioned that some so far where it's like, oh, it's sort of a song or it's more of like an old movie or show. This is the one where like it's not based on anything. I kind of like that the title is just like, just gets right down to it. It is Rumors and Reputations, and that's exactly what this show, this episode is about. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can just get right into it, unless you have any fun, fun facts or anything. Uh, No, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's the first, no, we've already had Armstrong. It's the first appearance of uh, Hazel. It is the first appearance of Hazel. Hazel is another character that I feel they do a little bit dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, Hazel purely exists to just kind of hype. Oh, that sounds better. Uh, (laughs) To hype up Paige. Yeah. She is Paige's yes woman through and through. Yeah. She has a couple of her own storylines. Yeah. I like the I like the one where she fakes her ethnicity. Yes. I like the one where they do like a breakfast club throwback and she is kind of supposed to be the Claire. Oh, okay. That's like later into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um Yeah, it's the first Hazel and the first of the uh the lunch lady. Yes, okay. I have a fun fact with the lunch lady, but I'm gonna save it. Okay, yeah. I I, I didn't I, wanna I figured like if we're gonna say stuff off the top, we'll just do the trivia and then we'll yes. get more into it as we go. Yeah. I think you might know this fact, though. Okay. But we'll wait till she appears on screen. Okay. All right. So I guess let's just uh, let's dive in. Yep. All right. I I'm excited for this one. I'm more excited for our next one. Though. Yeah, me too. No okay. offense. I I watched this one. I'm like I wrote a few notes, but all my notes are mostly Ooh, for the next episode. Yeah, this one. We're just going to say it. This one's a little bit boring, you guys. It feels like it should be part one of a two-parter. It's good, but it's a little boring. But here we go. So we start with Emma wearing a very colorful turtleneck sweater. Yep. And she peeps in on Liberty and Armstrong. And Armstrong's arm is around Liberty. They're in an empty classroom. He's kneeling down beside her. Um... And Emma looks shooketh. Yep. She looks the most furious. Yeah. She looks like, how how could this happen? How could this happen? And then we just cut to JT and Toby. Yep. And they're in the computer room joking around. And uh, Emma comes in and just looks like she's seen a ghost. 
Yeah, like Emma looks like she like has been through it. Yeah. And she, keep in mind, this is a girl who has literally been through it. Yes, okay. That so, was nine episodes ago, but that was a thing. Yes, so Alex and I were talking before we started recording, and I said that I feel like this episode was to serve as Emma's way of processing what had happened, because as far as we know, they kind of just... Um, in the pilot episode of this season, Emma... Um, is almost about to get assaulted. Yep. She's lured to a, ho- a hotel room by a guy she meets online. Mm-hmm. And Snake saves the day and gets there just in time to rescue her. And as far as we know, they kind of were just like, everything's fine. And like moved on into yeah. grassy They fashion. took away her computer and yep. the guy went to jail. And yes. th- we never talked about it again. No, it's never been brought up again. So I feel like this is her kind of like... Her uh, spicy memories, as I like to call it, are resurfacing. Yeah. All right. So she approaches Liberty. It's it's sort of awkward. She doesn't know how to to broach the subject, and uh, you know she thinks Liberty's is trying to give her the shake off. Liberty's like, what What do you mean? Like, oh, you saw me earlier this morning with Armstrong. Like, yeah. Like, what 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 about it? Yeah. And she's getting defensive, and you sort of wonder, like, oh, okay. Maybe something did happen, and she's trying to, like, cover it up. And then she (laughs) deflects and gets upset at Emma for trying to read emails over her shoulder, which Emma was not trying to do. I know, but I love that about Liberty, that, like, in true Liberty fashion, she just thinks Emma's, like, peeping in on her emails. Yeah. And, like, turns the screen away. (laughs) Yeah. But her acting all defensive and weird is what sort of makes Emma more suspicious. Because she knows that she was defensive and weird about Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, who was fake. And then the real guy, I forgot his name, like or his fake name. Like, I'm Mr. Whoever, Jordan's teacher. But yeah. uh, We're from the, the Yukon? Yeah. I think they were from the Yukon Northwest or Northwest Ter- Territories. Yeah. 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 We're, we're here on a school trip, even though it's summer. Yeah. That's a little throwback to our very first episode. Yep. All right. Close up of the butt, cell phone, Degrassi. It was the first, I gotta say, their website, which is Degrassi.tv, it was the first time I remember seeing like a .tv website. And I'm like, wow. Did you go on it? Oh, yeah. Back in the day, like, oh, it was cool. Like, it's where you looked up Degrassi stuff. And, okay, so I also went on it um, as a huge Degrassi fan. Um, you could Hashtag actually... why we're friends. <laughs> why are we like this? <laughs> um, you could actually click on the character and write like reach out to them like reach out to like the actor um and like i guess the intention was that they would like then respond back to you right 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 uh so i emailed emma and i never heard back from her so miriam mcdonald if you're listening (laughs) where's my email from over 20 years ago She's going to just ask you to uh, how, buy a cameo now. How come you never responded to my questions? Yeah, that's rude. I wonder if I can find it. <laughs> I would love to to see what I wrote, Emma, yeah. Emma all these years later. All right. So, Emma, um, it looks like Emma's, like, maybe dissociating, experiencing a little bit of PTSD. I like to call it spicy memories. Yeah. Um, oh, I was wrong. She's staring at Sean, but I think she's actually staring, staring at, at Armstrong. Armstrong. And yes. JT's like, oh, you're just staring at, you you're like, staring at Sean. You like Sean. And Sean is showing Armstrong his basketball, like his follow through, because we established that Sean made the team 
and Armstrong is the coach. So I like that it's a cute little thing like that. It is. I love that. And Emma sort of says like, oh, do you think, like, has Armstrong ever been weird or whatever? And JT's like, Armstrong's great. Like, I was having troubles before and he helped me. And, you know, he's he's a real physical guy. But uh, it, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then Emma sees Armstrong sort of like suspiciously look around Pull a note out of his pocket and hand it to Liberty. Okay, so upon closer inspection, it looks like it's a brochure or like a pamphlet or something. But I also feel like... It is on purple paper, though. It's like a... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like they made it look the most suspicious. Yeah. It's like crumpled. It it doesn't look like a cleanly folded thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, is he passing her a love note? Yes. So like, I feel like as they're... 12 yeah like emma i think is 12 12 or 13 yeah they're grade 7 right yeah yeah so i feel like as a 12 year old because you already have such an imaginative brain you would be like oh shit he passed her a love note yeah like you wouldn't be like oh he's probably hinting her information about something (laughs) they're playing mash together (laughs) (laughs) so in true emma fashion she can't let things lie she yep. has to get to the bottom of everything, so she storms up. And now the B story starts. Yes. Okay. So, I think it's weird to begin with that they have a cafeteria in an elementary school. That is weird. Like we didn't have it till high school. I get that they're like a, it's a, a, community. a junior high community school. Yes. So like, I get it. Yeah. It is weird, but like, okay, I'll let it fly. Like, we didn't go to school in Toronto. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll. I'll ask my Toronto cousins about this. But I, I feel like most elementary schools or middle schools, it's like you eat in your classroom. Yeah. I think some larger ones have like a lunch room. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's not a cafeteria. Yeah. So Spinner and Jimmy are in line to get the special of the day. And they, the It's lunch. a pile of orange and a pile of red. It, yeah, it I looks, can't really tell what it is. It looks like shit. Yeah. But I also want to point out that they could have brought lunch from home. Yep. It's not like they mandatory that they eat the school lunch. Although, to be fair, I doubt Jimmy's parents actually grocery shop. Like, when we saw his sterile house. True. I, I doubt. But I also, like, it doesn't seem like Spinner, we don't know a whole lot about him, but like, he seems more like the the kid who would bring like a uh, uh, a brown paper bag lunch. Like yeah. he wouldn't be the kid who's buying like the five dollar lunch plus tax. Oh, can you see it in the background? Is that how much it is? No, because she says something like, "Don't forget to pay for that, Gavin. It's four ninety nine plus tax or whatever." Oh, she has uh, some line about it. Okay, so he's giving her a hard time, and she says, "I don't want to hear about it." Yeah, Gavin. he says it looks like nuclear waste, and Ooh. then the, the cafeteria lady burns him, where she says. It might take a few extra years, but I can't wait for you to graduate. Oh, she, <laughs> yeah. That's a good burn. That's a good, that's a solid burn. Yeah. Do we find out her name? Um, I want, I, I don't remember if I wrote it down. Because uh, I know she has a few cameos throughout, I think, Yeah. the series. I think she comes in in um, uh, the next generation when they're in high school as well. I didn't write down her name. I know it starts with like an E. It's like you know elsa or it's something like that but okay yeah um yeah like none of my notes have even popped up for for this episode yet because like we're yeah. just sort of breezing through but um speaking of 
cafeterias, what was your go-to um, lunch from your school's cafeteria? So I was the kid who normally brought a packed lunch. Same. But same. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday they had like $2 like chicken burgers. Okay. So like the deep fried chicken patty thing. Yeah. So I would get one of those and they'd give you like one little packet of mayo or yeah. whatever. Um, or sometimes if I had saved up a bit or I had stuff, we would get like, I like that they have the pizza pizza machine here yes. because our, yes. our cafeteria had pizza pizza slices yeah. as well. So, so I would do that. But poutine was like the big thing. I was, I was just going to say my school, everyone ate the poutine. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it was a good deal. It was like three bucks or something for like a big tray. Yeah. And it was pretty decent. Um, I, we didn't eat like at my, or buy food from my cafeteria often because there was a bakery literally like around the corner that was really, really good as well. Right, right. Monastery Bakery, shout out to anyone from Oakville. Um, so my friends and I would often walk there and get food. Yeah. Um, but usually the poutine, um, also, every now and then, if I was, like, super hungry in between classes, I would get one of the giant cookies that were, like, $2 and, like, not all the way baked through. So, they were super, like, I hate this word, but, like, moist inside. Yeah. yeah. Gooey and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to ask, though. Okay. Were you a Coke school or a Pepsi school? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Because we were a Coke school, which I... I, I'll admit, like, I when I, growing up, we were a Coke house. My dad would buy Coke. It was great. But Coke when he got is, diabetes. Yes. But I was, oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just going to say Coke yeah. is superior to Pepsi. I feel. They both, they both have their place. Okay. I think Pepsi is better with food. Coke is better on its own. Yeah. Or with, like, popcorn, maybe. But so, Pepsi, I feel, is like, if you're eating, like, a hot dog or you're eating a burger, yeah. I want a Pepsi. I've never craved a Pepsi. Um, I think I was in second year when I got like super into Coke, the drink. Yeah. And I would have like tons of cans throughout the day because I liked the crispiness of the can. And then my friend pointed out that I was basically consuming two Big Macs a day. Yep. Because I never drank Diet Coke. It was always regular Coke. So I was like, oh, fuck. And that was enough for me to stop. Yeah. So I never really liked Pepsi. Every now and then to this day, if I'm like super hungover, Coke like just hits the spot. I don't really drink much pop anymore because yeah. your girl's old. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Like Coke was like the big thing at Christmas. I remember we'd buy the two four of Coke at oh, Christmas. Oh, that's so sweet. And that's what we did. And then when my dad got diabetes, he was like, Diet Coke tastes like chemicals to me because yeah. it tastes different. It doesn't taste like Coke. Because it's the fucking aspartame. Yeah. Yeah. But Diet Pepsi tastes like Pepsi. Okay. And he's like, I can make peace with Diet Pepsi, but I can't make peace with Diet Coke. So my friend, uh, like my best friend and roommate for a little while, um, loved Diet Pepsi. She would never drink Diet Coke. Her thing was like Diet Pepsi is like the best it is so I, I get that I, I get i get that yeah all right i don't know what my school was i think coke maybe because like know. coke bought like our school's like in gym scoreboard like it had like oh. the coke logo on it or whatever Rich. so it like it was like in the big gym it was the scoreboard like up in the corner for like the volleyball and okay. stuff okay 
So, but like every other school in Burlington, at least that I knew of, was Pepsi. All right. And I got jealous because like I liked Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew and Mug. Sure. Versus like the Coke off, like the Coke brands were like, that was when Coke was doing Mellow Yellow. And I'm like, yes. Mellow Yellow is fine, but like I'd rather just have the Mountain Dew at the time. I like 7-Up better than Sprite. I like Mug better than Barks. I'm sorry. Okay. I loved like when you would go to No Frills and they would have like the No Frills version of the drinks. So like Sierra Mist instead of Sprite. Yeah. And Le- or like Lemon Up and stuff. Lemon and- Up. Um, RC Cola. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's but get back. Anyways. And- yeah. They have Pizza Pizza yeah. in this cafeteria, which made me think of that. So um, Spinner and Jimmy are walking through the cafeteria, and, and Spinner's got a little schemy face on. Um, he picks up a fork full of whatever and flings it. Because he looks at it, and he sees an earwig on it. Is it an earwig, or is it a cockroach? It's an earwig. Okay. I was traumatized by earwigs as a kid. Like, I had three separate instances where, like, the earwig pinched me with its little things. Like like playing by the the football net at or the soccer net at school and like sitting down. I put my hand yeah. down and one bit me. Went to turn on the hose one time mm-hmm. and it was hiding under the underside of the knob and it bit and like pinched me or whatever. Like I have like real trauma from being a kid of like earwigs are the worst. I'm scared of earwigs. Yeah, they're like I honestly feel like they are Satan's teeny tiny little minions. Yeah, like that's why I love fall when those like all of the bugs go back to the depths of hell that they belong in um i want to get back to this yeah so spinner flings his like fork full of whatever plus earwig and it lands in a girl's hair mm-hmm. and no one really addresses that yeah it's just sort of like oh spinner how dare you throw oh, food spinner you problem child yeah so, oh, it's supposed to be squash. That's what the food was, I guess. So he goes up to the cafeteria lady and says, there's a, sp- a bug in my squash. And she surly, she says in a surly way, the joke is, waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Because okay. she thinks he's just being a dick. Can I share my fun fact about this woman? Okay. She is Darlene's cousin from Schitt's Creek. Do you remember when the soft open of Rose Apothecary... Yes, yes, yes. And it's just supposed to be friends and family. Yeah. And David is walking and there's a huge lineup and he's walking into his store and Darlene's cousin says, hey, no cuts, get back to the line. And he goes, excuse me, this is my store. Who are you? And she says, I'm Darlene's cousin. Who the fuck are you? And then he says, okay, that kind of language will not be tolerated at Rose Apothecary. <laughs> so she was Darlene's cousin. Okay, that's right. Yes. Okay. And I love that for her because Schitt's Creek is one of my favorite shows. It is And I great. feel like that's such an iconic David moment. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Who like, the yeah. fuck are you? Yeah. All right. So back to this. I feel bad for Spinner because nobody believes him and nobody's like, Oh, you got a bug in your food. That's disgusting. Yeah, I wrote the boy who cried bug. Because like he is the boy who cried wolf. He's the kid who makes jokes all the time. He's the kid who fucks around. Yes. In this episode, he finds out. I love that. He does find out. But I also, I like that it kind of low-key ties into the title because his reputation precedes him because he's such a problem kid. Yeah. That they're like, you're just a bad boy. Screw you. You got 
a bug in your food and now you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay, so he tries to get it. Someone steps on it. He can't prove it. Yeah, lunch is four ninety nine plus tax. Oh, poor spinner. Um, I never noticed that Emma has a picture of Manny in her locker. Yeah, making like a face. Um, I didn't really have pictures of my friends in my locker. No, certainly I had like, not in elementary school. I had like um, like pages from tear off a day calendars or stuff okay. where it was like, okay, I don't mind taping this up in my locker because like yeah. it's a picture that came in a calendar, or even like using stuff out of like an old calendar. So it's like, oh, like I'm gonna tape up this page from this, you know, Pokemon or or you know, once I got to high school, like oh, there's like this James Bond poster or whatever. Like that's the kind of stuff I did. In my, yeah. Like, I didn't have a ton. Like, I didn't have pictures of people. But it was like, oh, like, I found this fun thing in a magazine. Or I found this fun thing. Like, I'll tear it out and just stick it in my locker. So, I don't remember if I decorated my locker in elementary school or not. But high school, in grade 12. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I had a giant picture of Seth from the OC. Nice, nice. Ad- Adam Brody? Adam Brody. Yep. And um, a advertisement for Stuff by Duff, <laughs> Hillary Duff's line. And that's all that I had in my locker was Adam Brody and an advertisement for Stuff by Duff. Well, again, this is why we would have been friends because I was like the only guy I know who watched the OC religiously. Okay. And uh, I had the biggest crush on Hillary Duff and would watch her in anything. So like... This uh, this is why we're friends. I loved Hillary Duff. I like specifically went to Target once just to find something that was stuffed by Duff. Yeah. So I could wear it to her her concert because I went to the Hillary Duff concert in I forget what grade. Love it, love it. So anyway, I, I found a Hillary Duff autograph DVD at at a thrift store, uh, and I was like, this has to be fake. But I looked up her autograph. I'm like, oh no, like. I don't know why somebody got this and then donated it, but this is her autograph or a really good forgery. Um, that's a excellent find. Yep. So there is a huge trend right now where people are recreating one of her, I think it was her performance on SNL. I could be very wrong. I don't know if she ever did a performance on SNL, but it was a performance where she's singing Do It With Love. Okay. And she's dancing and she does what they call soft choreo because she's not a dancer. No. But she does like little movements. And all over TikTok, people are recreating this iconic dance. And that's what um, I guess is up with Hillary Duff right now. I wish they were doing the uh, dance from the Christmas Lizzie McGuire episode where she sneaks on the set to meet uh, Aaron Carter. Oh, do you remember when she dated Aaron Carter and yeah. then that huge feud with Lindsay Lohan yeah. started? Yep. And Oh, like stupid Aaron Carter well, dating Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff. Do you think that uh, they are embarrassed by that, given that Aaron Carter is Aaron Carter right now? He's gone like... he's. I think he has mental health issues. Oh, he like, very he's, much does. He's, he's he's a broken guy. He's very broken. He's, I think, had a lot of substance use, use issues. Yeah. The last I heard was Nick and I think his twin sister. I've also been rewatching House, House of, of Carters. Carters. Ooh. Oh, um, so Nick and I think Angel got restraining orders on him because he threatened to kill 
Nick Carter's unborn child. Yeah. So his wife was pregnant, and he made these threats of, like, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to kill, like, and said his wife's name. I don't know who she is. Yeah. And their unborn baby. And That's I crazy. I think he made threats to Angel. I feel like Angel and him actually still have some relationship. He walked her down the aisle when she got married. No. But... Yeah, he uh, he's uh, he's going through it, and I wish him all the best. I mean, I think they both dated like embarrassing. Like one of them didn't Lindsay Lohan date like Wilmer Valderrama, who was like a real player. So I don't want to call Wilmer Valderrama a player. I kind of want to call him a predator because yeah. he dated very young actresses and like serial dated very young actresses. Yeah. He dated Demi Lovato, I think, when she was just eighteen. But might have even started dating her when she was not 18 yet. Um, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too into it right now, but I mean, Drake. Oh, no. But yes. We'll get into that a little later. We'll get into that later. I love Drake, so it kind of hurts my heart. But also... Him texting with Millie Bobby Brown was when I was like, that's weird. That's And him giving her, like, dating advice. And it's it's, like... it's, It's very creepy. It's like, you should not be... You shouldn't be having a that relationship man. with a child. Yeah. Like, it's different if you're, like, kind of, like, a mentor and you're just, like, helping yeah. them in the industry. But, like, this is this It's, is it's like some R. Kelly stuff. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a little it's, weird. Yeah. All right. So, segueing to some more yes. alleged predatory of, behavior. Yeah, back off of locker decoration. Now on to uh, Manny and Emma talking. She says that she saw Armstrong touching Liberty. And to be fair, she did see him with his arm, like, way around her and, like, like rubbing her shoulder sort of stuff. Like, it was a closer embrace than you would expect to see from a teacher and student. Yeah. But she's she's making assumptions. I just don't like that phrasing of, like, I saw him touching her. Yeah. Because he was, it, to me, it looked like he was consoling her. It looked like he was, like, trying yeah. to, like, you know... Yeah. Help her feel better. But also their children, so. So they're, yeah, not being, the, Emma thinks she's being secret about it and whispering. And she tells Manny what she thinks she saw with Armstrong. And Terry is shown on the other side of the, the wall, like overhearing it. So Terry looks concerned. And then we see uh, uh, Paige... Ashley, Jimmy, and Spinner in the hallway. He's telling them about the bug. They all think he's lying, which, like, again, leads me back to, like, are Paige and Spinner dating? Because, like, it is very clear that, like, well, actually, it's unclear about what's going on with Jimmy and Ashley because, like, they broke up, but then they didn't sort of at the end of the episode. So I don't know what's going on. And Paige and Spinner, like, other than the dance episode, it's sort of never been really like oh hey they're on again off like they're not a couple they maybe date yeah um i don't know if we ever see at least in this season spinner like officially ask her out um i know that later on it's like kind of unspoken that they've just been dating forever Mm -hmm. but i don't know if he ever actually is like be my girlfriend right right um yeah so they're walking down the hall. He's telling them about this bug that he found. 
And they're giving him shit about it. They're saying, like, you always complain about the food. Oh, and now you found a bug. Like, okay. Yeah, of everybody who could have found a bug, it's you. And, like, which leads me once again to say, like, if he fucking hates that food that much. Brown bag it. Bring your own. Yeah. Like, and they're supposed to be in grade eight. In grade eight, you're allowed, or at least at my school, you were allowed to go off school property for lunch. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty around that they could have gone to. Go to the dot. The dot is right there, apparently. It's the of the max. Although, yeah. does the, dot, the dot is more of a cafe. But I guess they, they, they do have, like, fries and stuff, don't they? Yeah, so they sell, like, burgers and sandwiches. So it's like a little, like, resto cafe, I think. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, because, like, at my school, you were only allowed to leave the school if you had, like, you had to get this one permission slip signed or whatever. So, because I went home for school every day, which, like... I was always, like, the only kid in my class who did because I lived down the street from the school. Mm -hmm. But, like, other kids, we weren't near anything. Like, we were sort of way suburby where, like, you could get to um, the one plaza we would always go to that has, like, that had, like, a Little Caesars and a grocery store and a a Max or a Becker's or whatever. Um, But that was, like, a good half-hour walk. And lunch was only like an hour, an hour, an hour ten or something. So like yeah. you really didn't have time to go somewhere. Like I remember kids getting in trouble because they're like, "We're gonna get little Caesars. We're all gonna get crazy bread." And like they were late coming back because they couldn't walk fast enough. So at my where my school was, there was a McDonald's fairly close. Lucky. Uh, like not that close. Like it was like you would walk there. Like I don't. For, I think you had enough time to walk, order, eat, and then walk back. But it was like... It was tight. It was tight. Um, And then there was a Baskin-Robbins, like, in the same area. Okay. Uh, We didn't go out very often, though. I think it might have been, like, a a once-in-a-while type thing. But I feel like... I don't remember if our parents had to sign a note every time we left, or if it was, like... A one time, like your your child has permission to leave. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty more around where they are that they yeah. could have gone to. But he's being such a little baby. Yeah, like a like a little like whiny little baby about this. Yeah. So he's trying to get Jimmy to back him up, and Jimmy wasn't really paying attention. And Spinner threw it at that girl pretty quickly. So Jimmy's like, I don't know, maybe it was a moth or something. And uh, yeah, he he doesn't really he he doesn't really fully believe Spinner. So then uh, Spinner starts shouting like boycott the calf, boycott the calf. And then he's like, there's bugs. And then Miss Kwan walks up. She's like, that's pretty serious accusation to make. Like unless you don't have unless you have proof, like you know, it's essentially like slander or whatever. Like she 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 really tears into him. Okay, but they act like he's going after this like small mom and pop business it's the fucking cafeteria it's like an independent business that operates inside your school that like should be held accountable for stuff like ours was i think like aramark or something like yeah the the cafeteria people wore like uniforms that had like the name of some company on the shirt like it it wasn't like the name of my school it was like oh like aramark or or like cisco or something Yeah. yeah um so, like, once again, nobody believes him because he's such a problem child. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see Armstrong in the hallway. So they're clearly going into Armstrong's class. Terry looks 
perplexed. Well, she looks like ill. Like she looks like she wants to puke. And then Paige says, "You look awful." And Terry's like, "Oh, thanks, thanks so much, Paige." And you know, Paige tries to get out of her what's bugging her, and she she tells Paige that like, you know, you can't tell anybody, but rumor yeah. has it that like Armstrong is is touching that girl Liberty. Oh, she says coming C- on coming to her. on to her. So like, this is where the rumor starts, where it's like, oh, he was coming on to her. That's the rumor. And then it escalates from here. It becomes like a game of telephone. Yeah. So this is another thing that I, I like about this episode is that it it's not the greatest episode. I will say that. But I do like how quickly they're showing that like you like things spread quickly. False information spreads a lot quicker. Yeah. And like you can ruin someone's life by spreading these rumors i'm trying to think if there was any like i was just gonna ask if you had any teacher rumors so i mean i might save i have teachers who like oh no it wasn't just a rumor like that teacher did something inappropriate oh there was shit. there was one for sure and then there's one where like it's sort of iffy that I'll get to when we do the episode of like in actual inappropriate teachers or, okay. or supply teachers. Okay. Um, but um, as far as like rumors, like I'm just trying to remember in grade seven and eight, like it was always just rumors that like this couple's dating or like this couple yeah. maybe went went to second base. Like that was, so, but like nobody said base. It was like, oh, so-and-so like saw her boobs. Yeah, they did whatever. Yeah. Um. So, in elementary school, I don't remember any rumors of my teachers. Yeah. I do remember um, my friend... It was the first time I was allowed to go see a movie, like, with my friends by myself, like, without parental supervision. So, my friends and I were going to see... uh, I don't remember which movie it was, but we were in line. There was maybe two or three movie theaters in oakville yeah um one was very small and didn't play like always the current movies yeah yeah and then there was like an amc right um oh the big one like at 24 screens right the winston the winston Churchill no no okay no we because that one was like pretty far that was like that's the edge of oakville yeah like that's closer to Mississauga yeah, yeah so we didn't really go to there until like high school really yeah so we would go to I think it was AMC it might have been famous players uh but it was in like um a little plaza it was a smaller area and we were in line and we ran into my poor teacher my poor science teacher on a date <laughs> in line and, like, instead of playing it cool and being like, oh, hey, Miss Stanley, we're like, oh, my God, Miss Stanley, like, I can't believe you're not, like, you're here, blah, 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 blah. And this poor teacher, she had just started, she was quite young, was probably like, fucking kill me now. Yeah. And I, like, can, I will never forget that. Like, we thought it was so cool to see our teacher out, like, out and on a date. She probably wanted to murder us. <laughs> But in high school, there was a couple rumors. None of them were, like, very salacious. One was, like, 
oh, this religion teacher is crazy because they did a bunch of E when they were younger and now gets like E flashbacks, which I don't <laughs> think is a thing. No, LSD, sorry, LSD. Yeah. Oh, LSD flashbacks are a thing, but you have to do a lot. Yeah, and I don't, I think this was just like a quirky teacher that like yeah. we just didn't appreciate. Um, and then there was like a rumor that one of the science teachers may have low-key been dating like another teacher because she was always like leaving the class to go talk to him. Right. Again, like, I don't know. I think she just was young and was like, I want to teach you guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, like read this chapter. I'm just going to go chill in the hallway for a bit. Yeah. I would do the same. I mean, I think I mentioned in another episode or maybe I talked to you about it off mic, but there was the one teacher at my school who was a real unkind lady Mm. um and we all found out that like her husband cheated on her and left her for another teacher at the school yeah oh no yeah okay so like yeah like another teacher at the same school so i think it was like they met at like you know like a a, a christmas party or something and ended up hitting it off and so like that was that like but I don't know if I ended up hearing about that until, like, after. I think that was, like, a rumor that, like, the parents talked about, but, like, none of the kids knew. Okay. That was one of those ones, like, I might not have found out till after I was out of the school. Yeah. And my mom sort of was like, oh, yeah, no, that teacher was so mean because of this. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. But, like, yeah, there wasn't really any... We had a gym teacher who was... He was never, like, weird with anybody he was just sort of quirky like i remember he was teaching us like health one day Mm. and up at the front of the class was like the big teacher desk and like he like laid down on it like a pinup sort of like like with his legs crossed and like with his head on his like triangle like his arm like leaning on the desk and like just doing silly things and people would like sort of joke about how weird he was but he was just trying to like get your like yeah attention and like make your day fun yeah and i think all the 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 girls might have had like you know a little thing for him for no for the 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 one uh my my young teacher like who was was in like his first year so he would have been in like his 20s or 30s or whatever Yeah, yeah um and no he was but he he was just like he was a good teacher the worst was that he drank like six cups of coffee a day yeah. So if you had to ask him for help, he'd like squat down beside your desk and be like, what's up? And he had like the worst coffee breath because mm, mm. all he drank all day was just coffee. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there was definitely like weird stuff, but there was never any like, oh, this teacher does this. Like, I think like growing up is realizing like teachers have lives outside of school. Yep. I... Um, for the longest time, I actually worked for the school board. Right. And I think, like, growing up is realizing teachers have lives outside of school. Everyone's lives are complicated. Yeah. Teachers like to fucking turn up outside of school, which, like, I get because kids are the fucking worst. Um, the only, like, it, it's not even a rumor. Like, I was in grade 11 or grade 12, and we had a really cool young religion teacher. He was, like, a lot of fun. I think he was on an LTO, which is just, like, a contract. Yeah. I think he really thought he was going to be hired either permanently or come back for an LTO, and he found out it was towards the end of the school that he wasn't coming back and felt, like, burned and just, like, whatever fuck it because i remember walking into class and he was like 
Yeah, we're gonna watch Team America: World Police. Yeah. This was a Catholic. Yep. High school. Oh yeah, and that is not an appropriate movie to show. To it's not appropriate kids at, at all. all. I, to this day, I still don't even like this movie. I don't like that kind of comedy. I don't like South Park. I find the writers funny. Yeah. I think the things that they do are funny. I think they're very smart, but I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being like, wow, you don't care at all anymore. Yeah. And again, not a rumor, not like anything terrible, but like probably not the most appropriate move, especially if you still want to get permanent. Yeah. I mean... Speaking of like chaplains and stuff, not that this was a rumor, but like a fun thing that happened at my high school was we had this one chaplain start and then like leave after a few months and another chaplain come, mm. which like if, if you didn't go to a Catholic high school, it's just sort of like a religious person you can go see and ask sort of faith questions. Yeah. So they kind of bridge. So they do like the religious like programming at the school. Yeah. They're in charge of like setting up the mass. Yeah. And getting guest speakers to come and talk about faith. And yeah. and they're sort of there during they have office hours where you can sort of drop in and like, oh, I'm having a crisis of faith or oh, yeah, you know, like, like they, they're they guidance counselor, like, but a spiritual guidance. counselor. Yeah. Like they bridge the gap between like the church and the school. So like instead of going to your priest you can just go to your chaplain and be like i am feeling this i'm experiencing this and they can kind of guide you through it yeah um okay finish your story because i have a fun story about my chaplain so the chaplain who had started got into a disagreement with one of the teachers at the school about how they wanted to like handle the mass and it broke into a fist fight and the the chaplain ended up being the one to leave where it's like oh, the, the shit. he fought this teacher and i don't know if it was like the teacher had more pull uh or what it was but like oh this this chaplain is gone now there's a new chaplain yeah i mean i feel like so teachers i think because like they are in a union yeah would probably have more of like a protection than the chaplain yeah because i feel like chaplains are they hired by the church maybe but yeah, this guy was was out. Like, got yeah, in a fist fight, yeah. out. My fun story is just that my chaplain at my high school was either cousins or brothers with Rick Campanelli. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. He was actually, like, a really, really cool guy. Like, if he... So, like... I don't I don't want to speak for you. I don't really... I'm not, like, a religious person. I nope. don't... Anyway... Um, but this guy was like the fucking like salt of the earth. Like everything he did and believed was like for service of others and for like the greater good of everybody. He was the kindest soul. Like I have nothing but nice things to say about him. He was Rick Campanelli's family. I forget if it was his brother or cousin, but the coolest thing that he would do. So for, I forget what class it was, but you got we had to go do something like charitable in Toronto and um, he would afterward, we got to go and be on um, much on demand. Cool. Yeah. And like actually meet Rick Campanelli. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Like religion, whatever, but like our one chaplain in like my end of school, like he was the best. He was like yeah. the nicest guy. 
Yeah, like like a honestly, funny guy that like, you never minded hanging out with. Yeah, great, great guys. Anyway, back yeah. to a supposedly not so good guy. Yeah. So the rumors are flying and spreading. I do want to point out that I love that Paige coordinated her barrettes. Yeah. To her purple shirt. Yep. With a little bit of a crimp. Yeah. Not not every hair is crimped, but like little strands are crimped, and I I like, I like the, the crimp look. I like I, that for her. Yeah. She pulls it off. Yeah. So they, they gossip a little bit more. Bell rings. Armstrong starts class. Terry still looks sick. Paige looks disgusted. And he sort of asks him, like, oh, is there anything wrong? And Paige is like, uh, no, nothing. And he's just sort of like, whatever, kids are weird. And starts the lesson. And Terry still looks like, ugh, ugh like she wants to puke. So Paige, Paige is texting on. It looks like a little pager or beeper thing. I don't even know what you what that would be. Like it's pre-Blackberry. There's Hazel. Yep. The first appearance of Hazel. Paige sends a text to Hazel saying that uh, Armstrong is a creep. So. And Hazel just looks at it. And I don't even, she doesn't really have a line at first. She sort of like makes eyes. Her and, and, Paige. and Paige nod. Yeah. So the phone that Hazel has, though, I don't think could have gotten texts. It's iffy. I mean, this isn't as bad as that that uh, Destiny's Child video or oh, where ca- she that she uses using... Excel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we see Hazel on her cell phone spreading the rumor, and she says it in front of Sean. And then Sean is like, I heard he dropped her off this morning. Do you think they spent the night together? And like, it's really getting out of hand. So he tells Spinner. And then Spinner goes up to Jimmy and goes, Liberty and uh, Armstrong are doing it. So then Jimmy's on the computer and he's sending mail that says Liberty Armstrong doing it. He sends it to Ashley. Um, Yeah, Liberty, period, Armstrong, period, doing it. And it's Jimmy411, his little uh, screen name. (laughs) So Ashley's like in disbelief and looks over at Jimmy and Jimmy just like gives her this like knowing like yeah yep. nod. Yeah. Um I want to give a shout out to this girl has um sorry, I don't want to use girl. I think these they them pronouns. Her name is Hannah Eagle. She has a, a podcast as well called In Love with a Girl Named Spike. Okay. Um it's hilarious. She also or they also um have a really great TikTok account where they impose themselves into scenes and it's their reactions <laughs> to certain Degrassi scenes. So she does this scene yeah. of Liberty Armstrong doing it and it's her getting the message instead of Ashley. And it honestly, guys, check her out. Hannah Eagle. It's hilarious. Okay. TikTok. Anyway, back to this. Yeah. So the rumors are flying. So... A student council meeting is in session, and so many people are trying to, like, peep in. Yeah. Ashley. I... How has Liberty gone this entire day without hearing this, though? I know. Like, it has spread crazy. Yeah. Like, how has she just, like, lived her life without hearing it? I don't get it. Although, to be fair, we have seen... Because, you know, to jump ahead, we see Emma trace down how the rumor spread. We see everybody who heard it and how they heard it. So, like, none of them interact with Liberty at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But they're sort of talking about, like, oh, you know, student council. Liberty, do you have something else you want to say? And she's like, oh, I think we should do a talent show and blah, blah, blah. And Ashley's like, yeah, sure, whatever. 
And Liberty's like, that was easy. Last time we, we debated for, for hours. And then she's like, if you have something you want to say about me, like, just say it out loud. Because she, she thinks they're gossiping about her, but doesn't realize what about. Yeah, yeah. So meeting ends. Liberty's storming off. Uh, Ashley follows her out and sort of asks about Armstrong. And, uh, and Ashley's like, people think you guys are extra friendly, you and Armstrong. I will say, though, like, I feel like classic Ashley would have, like, reveled in this. Yeah. And some... Ashley would have found a way to be like, how does this make my I life worse? I was literally <laughs> just going to say that. Like, how can I make this about me? Yeah. Like, I want to be the main character in the story. Yeah. Like, how can I, like, bring my this back? My student council, vi- grade seven vice president or whatever, like, oh. she's being assaulted. Like, how- do you know like, how that affects me? She would have found some way to be like, oh, I- I'm involved somehow in this. Yeah. But I am kind of impressed with how she handles it. Yeah. She tells Liberty. She asks, like, in a concerned way, like, People she's, are saying this. She's very kind about it, which is not like typical Ashley. Yeah. Um, and then Liberty gets like, she obviously gets defensive. Oh, they think he's doing things to me. And then Ashley says, yep. And then she says, well, he's not. And then runs off. Yeah. We didn't touch on what Liberty has been wearing this episode. <laughs> it's like a crushed orange velvet blouse. With a matching cardigan over top of it. It's it's a wild outfit. It's a wild outfit, but I feel like this is like one of those outfits that a mom picks out for their child. And oh, it's yeah. like, you will look darling in yeah. this. I bought your grandma the same thing last year. And you know what? Liberty does look darling in it. She's mm-hmm. a very precious looking child. She looks like someone's grandma, though. She really does. So Liberty runs away. Ashley's trying to console her because, of course, Ashley wants to be like, well, I'm involved because I helped her. Yeah. We forgot to mention Ashley's rocking a puka shell necklace in this episode. Okay. Full disclosure. I also wore a lot of puka shell necklaces because I thought it was like. Because of the OC, like puka shells were in. I thought it was like an iconic, like cute throwback to the 60s. But okay. So we cut to the next day and it's Manny and JT and Emma and they're all sort of saying like, I can't believe this rumor spread so fast. Like it, it you know, it, it must be true. Like everybody's talking about it. Um, yeah. So then Liberty walks in and, you know, the music takes a serious turn and everyone turns to stare at Liberty. So... I want to get back to what Emma says, because it's like they're having a summit about this. Yeah. And then Emma's like, well, what do we do now? You do nothing, Emma. You do nothing. You're a fucking child. Yeah. Well, because I think she says, like, should we report it? And JT's like, you can't really report based on a rumor. Like, you don't really have any evidence, which is true. It's true. And, like, Emma, the thing that you should have done was either go to Liberty first. Yeah. Or Radich. Yeah. Like, if you were that concerned. Yeah. But let's not fault Emma because maybe this is bringing back some em- some memories. Yeah, for and sure. Liberty walks through. They're all staring at her. She probably feels like absolute garbage. She yeah. runs away. Liberty Manny almost laughs. Well, you know what? Liberty did the most awkward run. Yeah. She runs with her feet out. Yeah. 
So Emma comes in. She says, leave me alone, Emma, which I get, like, because Emma fucked everything up. Yeah. And uh, Liberty's just, Liberty's mad. Like, Liberty's furious, and we don't fully get why yet. Obviously, we know she's upset about this, but she seems really more mad than anything. And she swears on her life that nothing is going on. And then she's more concerned that, like, what what will people think when they hear? Like, what are my parents going to say? What's Radish going to hear? What's Mr. Yeah. Armstrong going to say? Like, she's the only one that's actually concerned about how it's going to affect Armstrong. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she's the only person that knows he's yeah. not a creeper. Uh, yeah. And then Emma's like, we can track down whoever started this rumor and give whoever started it. And Liberty says, a good swift kick? It was Emma. Yeah. Emma started it. Yeah. But Emma doesn't realize that yet. So now we get to do, you know, in a fun parallel to the episode that we have coming up next, a full little detective segment. Ooh. Where yes. two characters have to play detective. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, uh, Jimmy and Spinner are talking and Spinner's like, no, I've made peace with this whole cafeteria thing. Everyone thinks I'm a liar. Blah, blah, blah. No one would ever believe me. But... What if somebody else found a bug in their food? Uh, wouldn't they have to believe them? And Jimmy's like, I guess. So Spinner pulls Jimmy outside, has a I can't believe it's not butter container. It baffles me that so Jimmy is a pretty smart kid. Yeah. But he always goes along with Spinner's like dumb little schemes. Yeah, that's true. So Although Jimmy did also think the he was the Lord of the Flies. So he doesn't he doesn't pay a lot of attention sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, he's not supposed to be as dumb as Spinner. So I like that you called out the brand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Like it's it, the, it's the yellow margarine it, container. I definitely that... think it is the I can't believe it's not butter container. Yeah. And I love that he's using a butter container because my mom always saved those. Yep. Uh so Jimmy opens it up oh. and it's filled with earwigs. How would he even find that many to I fill know, a container? I know, there's so many. Like, if I moved, like, the, the, the doormat out front of the house, I would find, like, six or seven potato bugs. Ugh. Like, roly-polies or whatever you want to call them. And then maybe one or two earwigs. I hate bugs. So he would have had to have been going around, like, lifting up rocks and, and anything around to get, like... Because he's got, like, 20 earwigs. It's he ridiculous. He was hunting high and low for this. He said it took him hours. And I do believe that. But that is, like... A weird thing to see a fucking 13, 12 or 13 year old like walking around looking for bugs, he, not for a science project. He probably worked harder and spent more time collecting bugs for this vengeance than anything else. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Emma confronting Ashley and Ashley saying like, well, I tried to talk to her, but she seemed really upset about it. Yeah. And Emma wants to know, like, who, who'd you hear it from? So now uh, Emma starts tracing the rumor backwards. So Ashley says, I heard it from Emma. Or I heard it from, I heard it from Jimmy, but he heard it he from, heard Spinner. from Spinner. So Spinner she goes said, to confront Spinner, and Spinner's like, I heard it from Sean. And Sean's like, oh, I knew it sounded fake. Like, I heard it from Hazel. So then... Emma confronts Hazel in the... There's so many scenes in the bathroom. And Paige, again, is 
peeing. Paige, Paige pees in always, every episode. Always in the bathroom. She has peed or has been the one coming out of the stall. At least, like, we should be drinking every time that happens. Oh, we should start that. Yeah. So Paige is like, no, like, you know, it's it, the rumor is what it is, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not the one who started it. I heard it from Terry. So then Emma goes to confront Terry and Terry's like, oh, I can't believe Paige said something like, I swore it a secrecy. And Emma's like, how could you start this rumor? Yeah. And sort of lays into Terry. And Terry's like, I didn't start the rumor. You did. And Terry's like, yeah, like you're the one who started it. And Emma can't believe it. Emma's like, oh, no. People it, overheard me talking to Manny in the hallway. Me. And Emma has this look of like utter shock like realization on her face like i done goofed because emma doesn't actually like to face the consequences of what she does no we see it through emma talks a big game she really does we see throughout the entire series she kind of like leaps before finding out all of the facts and then when people are like okay but and then present her with an alternative opinion yeah instead of being like oh fuck okay you're right she just that, that like chooses not to listen yeah we see it all throughout it emma's kind of i don't really know how to describe her but she doesn't like to own up to the shit she does no and like it like to the point where it's really bad in those later seasons like oh awful her and the gonorrhea and you know we'll Ugh. get to that but emma, that emma definitely has Emma has probably one of the better storylines throughout the series, though. Yeah. Because a lot happens to her. Oh, yeah. She does a lot to other people. Mm-hmm. She, again, doesn't like to face the consequences, like the school shooting. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like I said, Miriam McDonald never got back to my email. Yep. She had it coming. <laughs> she had it coming. <laughs> so we're in the cafeteria. Jimmy is like somehow roped into this dumb little spinner scheme um he says all's fair in love and war and dude this is war so he sits down with ashley ashley says you're gonna eat the cafeteria food again and jimmer's like uh, spinner's like yeah no i'm i'm mature like i'm i'm trying to prove i'm like the bigger person so ashley turns her head to talk to jimmy for a second Sprinter drops a handful of earwigs on her sandwich, uh, then smiles at her. Then she's like, what are you smiling at? Uh, looks at her sandwich, sees that it's covered in earwigs, freaks out. And uh, I think everybody realizes that Spinner did it. Spinner's not very good at being discreet or having He's, a plan. No, because... Obviously, Ashley sat down with this food before Spinner came. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's covered in bugs. A handful of bugs. So Ashley realizes immediately that Spinner just did it. And Spinner's like, just relax. Like, I need people to believe you that there's bugs in the food. And then she sees that he's got the container of earwigs but like all throughout obviously everyone is standing up they're freaking out yeah because she like jumped up and was like (gasps) when she saw the bugs yeah so she grabs the container and then pours out all the bugs yeah and they go everywhere and mrs kwan runs over and uh just you know she realizes that it's spinner she's like gavin what's going on here um so now we see 
uh, Emma and Liberty going into um, Armstrong's math class. Liberty says she's been dreading it all day. He's writing bed mass on the board. Yep. Do you remember what bed mass stands for? I do. Brackets, Brackets exponents, division, division multiplication, multiplication, addition, mm-hmm. subtraction. Yeah, I uh, I use bed mass in my everyday life. Me too. Although yeah. a lot of people learned it as bem das with like multiplication first and division second. I'm like, no, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's it's stupid. Bed mass. It's bed mass. Yeah. Uh, comment if uh, you guys learned it the opposite way. Yeah, you freaks. <laughs> anyway, so they sit down and she says, did you track down the rumor? And uh, Emma, Emma realizes she needs to come clean with Liberty, but the bell rings. She doesn't get a chance. Um, Armstrong starts talking about how there's bed mass and blah, blah, blah. And everyone in the class is just awkward. Nobody wants to make eye contact. Nobody wants to put up their hand and answer the question. Um, it's it's the the silence is just deafening. It's. Ugh. I feel bad for Armstrong because I think he's probably one of the better teachers at the school. Oh, for sure. Like he's a very nice guy. Yeah, and he they- sort of can't figure out what's going on. Everybody starts laughing. Um, Liberty's like got her head down in shame. And then Radich is at the door with uh, another teacher. And Radich is like, oh, uh, I need to see you for a minute. And he's like, oh, I just started a class. And Radich is like, Mrs. Smith will cover the class. This is important. Honestly, if I was a teacher, that would be my big... Like, this teacher looks terrified. And I feel like if I were a teacher, this would be my biggest fear is we need you to cover a math class. Yep. Because I hate math and I struggle so much with math. That I would literally walk in and be like, I don't know. Um, do you guys want to watch Tiny Kitchen? Because that's what we're going to do today. Yep. Do you want to listen to the Folklore album? Because that's what we're going to do today. Do you want to watch the extended video with uh, the girl from Stranger Things playing, you know? That's what we're going to do today, guys. Yep. What's her name? Sadie Sweet? Or... Sadie Sink. Okay. She was in the 10 minute version of the All Too Well music video. Yeah. And it is iconic. Anyway, yeah. Uh, back to this. So, so he's he's like he doesn't seem like crazy worried because he has nothing to worry about, and he f- at first figured like, oh, maybe this is like a sports thing. So he's like, here, guys, this is the the assignment you have to do. And then Radish is like, oh, Liberty, you need you need to come with us too. So Emma looks guilty as she should because yep. she started this. Mm-hmm. I don't think Radich is handling this well because he should have taken Liberty out first. Yeah. To to get her statement. Yeah. Like you should like they shouldn't have ta- like have them talk together. Yeah. Anyway, so he's marching both of them out. Emma looks guilty. And does the right thing. She does the right thing. She runs after them. JT and Toby are like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Um, so we see Liberty sitting in the office, uh, or outside of Ratch's office in like the, the sub office or whatever. Um, and he comes out of his office with Armstrong, or Radich comes out and says, Emma, you need to get back to class. And Emma's like, no. Emma must be such a thorn in his side. Yeah. And then Emma's like, I can't go back to class because this involves me too. And then you see Radich look like, oh, fuck. Is this guy grabbing another student? 
Like because Armstrong looked like fuck. Yeah. So Spinner, as punishment, has to work in the cafeteria. This is some real school, like made up school world shit or like TV shit. Yeah. Because like this would never have happened at my school. Like you would get punished. At, like, but if you did something to to piss off the custodians, it was never like you're a custodian for a day. It was like no, no, you get suspension. Like yeah, like to be honest though, when I. So when I worked at, like, for the school board, um, I worked with a lot of kids with, like, mental health and behavior issues. And if they did something that, like, caused, like, a mess in the school, no, the custodian's not cleaning that because they didn't make the mess. You can clean that. Right. So that's what, like, I would have them do, depending on, like, what it was. Like, if it was, like... If it was custodian level, then yeah, we'll get them in. But like, no, yeah. if you fucking just like did something because you're a little shithead, no, you can clean that. Yeah. So I kind of understand where it's like you did something to the cafeteria. You can now work in the cafeteria. But like Alex said earlier, these like the cafeterias don't actually work like they're not a part of the school. Yeah. Although I think. Maybe this one's different because she seems like quite the fixture in the school in the later episodes. Yeah. But I mean, like her, her apron or whatever says like, like the name of a company. On oh, it, if you look like it's not like Degrassi. No. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you know, okay. Whatever okay. food solutions or something. Oh, okay. okay. So, so that makes, that, I get that. Yeah. So uh, she makes Spinner put on a hairnet. Spinner has to work to, to pay off like $300 because that's what the extermination is going to cost. And, uh, that'll take about two months. And, uh, because that's what, yeah, the, the fumigation is going to cost. And he's like, but you already had bugs. Like, you know, you had to fumigate anyway. And she's like, uh-huh, whatever. Sure it did. Calls him a liar. She really hates Spinner. Yeah. Like, what has he done to... Make fun of her food. She probably didn't make it. She probably just, like, got it delivered and then had to, like, heat it up. Yeah. Like, it's, I wouldn't take it's, offense. It's the one thing that doesn't fit. Like, this feels like a say by the Bell thing. It like, really does. Zach got in trouble and made Screech set up fake bugs, and now Zach has to work in the cafeteria. Or, like, they have to exterminate. Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So now we cut to the girls' room, and, um, like, there's so many scenes set in the girls' room in this show. Like, I mean, they do it on Old Degrassi, too. Okay, so I'm going to make another shout out. Okay. Hannah Eagle actually does a really good TikTok where she kind of has herself in the bathroom as a Degrassi student and then like some drama's going on in the bathroom and she says like there's no good place to go to the bathroom in the school. It's true. So there's once always again, something going on. You have to watch her TikToks. They're okay. hilarious. They, honestly, greatest point of view for Degrassi. So yes. Emma is trying to talk to Liberty in the bathroom. <sighs> I feel very, very sad for Liberty in this episode. Yeah. Liberty, I don't think, likes to be the focal point of the school. I think she likes to work for the school. I think she likes to do things for the school. She likes to work behind the scenes and yes. know that she's making a difference. Like if she was Except the... with the announcements. She wanted to do that yeah. because she thought like, oh, everyone in the school will see how good I am. She, if she were to be in the drama club, she would be the stage manager. Yep. Which they, she is in the later episodes. Yep. 
but yeah, she would be the stage manager. She would be the lighting coordinator. She would be the music, like the sound board engineer. Like she wouldn't be on stage. She would be the stage manager. She'd be the one yelling and barking orders at everybody because that's Liberty. Shout out to my sister who was the stage manager of our school plays. I was the assistant stage manager <laughs> for my plays. Because I wasn't a good actress. <laughs> so, okay. So, Emma is trying to give her the evidence. She's, she's explaining giving her the why receipts. She, why she's, she, Emma's like, I didn't start the, or I didn't spread the rumor, but I accidentally started it. And here's the reasons why. So she, one of the reasons she gives, she said, I saw you and Armstrong in the classroom. And she said, yes, because he was helping me. That's his job. And then she said, well, I saw him hand you a note. And then Liberty says, do you want to see the note he gave me? And she hands the pamphlet to Emma. And it's dyscalculia. Yes. Which, as Liberty explains, is like dyslexia, but for numbers. So Liberty has a learning disability yeah. of dyscalculia. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, numbers get mixed up for her. Yeah. I and think that's it... what he's been helping her with. And she's super ashamed and embarrassed because she thinks that nobody will think she's she's good or that she's perfect Honestly, if she has a learning disability. This, I wish they did more with this for Liberty. Yeah. Because I feel like this... <clears throat> I feel like this rings true for a lot of people that are neurodivergent in school that don't like fit into the like molds of like, oh, they're just a slacker. They're 80. Like they might have ADHD. They might have this. Liberty reads as a very studious, bookish, smart, gifted person. Yeah. But struggles a lot in math, obviously, because of dyscalculia. And... I think that's where a lot of her, like, social awkwardness comes into play. Yeah. Um, and I really wish they did more with this because I think that this is the perfect example of somebody that, like, doesn't fit that, like, perfect criteria of, like, a student that struggles. Yeah. Because, I mean, in old Degrassi, you get Joey has dyslexia. Dyslexia. And but, like, like, oh, it's Joey. He's a screw-up. This is, yeah, you know, he, explaining why he he's such a screw-up. He doesn't like school. The teachers make fun of him because he, like, misses, um, he messes up on assignments. Yeah. But, like, Liberty very much is a perfectionist. Liberty strives to be a high achiever. So yeah. this would be very embarrassing for her to not be good at something. I mean, it's funny that they're sort of giving her some of the Caitlyn storylines because we're about to jump into a Caitlyn episode Ooh, because Caitlyn yes. has this or she has epilepsy. Yes. But again, that's like, oh, cool. We established this thing and it never matters again. Yes. And that's yes. like what happens with Liberty. She has yes. dyscalculia. Never really brought up again. Never brought it up again. Like we don't see her struggle. If anything, like as the series goes on, she's the valedictorian. She has the yeah. highest grades, which like good for liberty like she deserves that yeah but once again i wish that we saw this struggle just like a little bit more in some episodes yeah because they give they give emma the good caitlin things and they yes. give liberty the bad caitlin things yes. and make her a mix of bad caitlin and Susie. yeah i also see a lot of uh caitlin and ellie a bit yes yes once ellie becomes established it's like oh cool like a, like an activist style girl and like yeah because when ellie goes to like interview caitlin and like yes. you know make, yells at her because she made out with a guy or whatever i i, I can't remember it's, it's been a long time since i've seen that but i'm so excited for the later seasons because yeah. i love 
Ellie. Yeah. She's one of my favorite characters. Anyway. Emma feels really, really bad about what had happened. Yeah. And Liberty's super hard on herself and is like, it means I'm stupid. If I have a learning disability, I'm dumb. And Emma's like, you're not dumb. And Liberty's like, it's so hard. I always try and be the best. And this is something like, I can't even help. You don't understand. understand. You don't get it. (laughs) So Emma says like, no, I can help you. And then she says, go back to saving the rainforest because when it comes to helping people, you suck. And, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Okay. So honestly, I'm so glad. Emma's got tears in her eyes. But I'm glad that Liberty said that to her because like she's right. It's it's a wake up call that Emma, Emma needed. Emma is so judgmental about how everybody lives their lives. Yeah. But doesn't want to be judged herself. Nope. Um, but I see how you think that it would have been a better two-parter because... Usually Degrassi wraps up in like a nice little like neat bow. Like yeah. Emma and Liberty would have like figured it out. Maybe Emma would have helped tutor Liberty. Armstrong would have been exonerated of these accusations. Yeah, like Radich might have been like, oh, hey, there's there's uh, there's a lot of ugly rumors going around right now. And, but it's, the, it, it's, and it's just a rumor. Yeah. And we are not. We've gotten to the bottom of it. And that's it. We're spreading done. a rumor is a dangerous thing. Yeah. You know, and, and like they could have addressed like It could have been a whole assembly. Like, yes, you know, the, this could have ruined somebody's life. Like it just becomes these one off lines like that could have ruined Armstrong's life. That could have been this. That could have been that. And it's like they could have turned it into an assembly of yeah. like these are the lessons you kids need to learn. Because this episode acts for us as the viewers yes. of a warning, but for every character except for Emma, they don't realize the the lesson of this. Emma's the only one who sort of realizes the lesson of the episode. Well, and there's no resolution, so no. everybody else in the school, as we know, or as like far as we know, thinks Armstrong is creepy and yeah. a little bit of a perv. Yeah. So that's how they leave you. There's no resolution. This is one of those black hole episodes that like there's there's nothing. There's no callbacks to this. Yeah. But uh, we will be back with the next generation. Uh, sorry, junior high. Yes, the junior high episode. The junior high Rumor episode. Has Rumor has it, which is a great Adele song. Yep. <laughs> and Adele must have got it from Degrassi. I mean, we were just talking Ooh, about we are, how Degrassi aired in the UK. We will talk about it, how Degrassi aired in the UK. But not this next episode. So I actually reached out uh, to somebody in the UK about this. So stay tuned to find out their answers. Okay. All right. So here we go. We are back. Yes. The cringe got to me in this episode. It is uh, a lot. It is um, very 80s. Okay. Very Canadian TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, very, like, I'm very... also shocked at, like, the subject matter tackled in this for when it was. So, you had said that they didn't... So, as we stated earlier... Um, a lot of episodes in Degrassi weren't aired in the States because of the subject matter. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Degrassi was aired in the UK. Yeah, at all. Like this, you know, I didn't know that really either. So this episode was not aired in the UK because of the gay themes. Yeah. That are presented in this episode. Yeah. 
Um, so I reached out to, I don't have a lot of, uh, contacts yeah. from the UK, but I reached out to my friend, Susan, shout out Susan, who her brother is dating a woman named Helen, who is born in the UK, uh, recently moved to Canada. Um, anyway. And Susan asked Helen if she had watched Degrassi. And Helen said no. She hadn't watched Degrassi, but she watched Skins. Okay. And Skins is a pretty similar show. Yeah. Where it's teens that tackle, like, real life. Yeah. I know they did, like, an American remake. But I've heard, like, a lot of actors that sort of came up. Mm-hmm. appeared on skins at one point like oh like almost every single british actor has been on skins it's yeah. either they've been on skins or game of thrones or harry potter or doctor who <laughs> or doctor who yeah uh i watch skins and it is a very good show yeah i've heard good things it's yeah. very it's it's more grown up than this mm-hmm. like it's more about like you know kids really dealing with issues it's mm-hmm. not like it's not a made for. It's not like a after school special kind of show like no, Degrassi. Is, no, but. but I will say though that um, I think because shows like Degrassi existed, yeah, it made it easier to have these teen drama shows. Yeah, Degrassi walked so that a lot of shows could run. Yes, so Skins did tackle a lot of like substance use, um, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of um sexual like questioning sexuality issues uh but they also tackled things that were i guess like not as prevalent so like teens in foster or group homes um teens in trouble with the law um which degrassi does but like new like yeah, Degrassi yeah. does this stuff like now kind of. Yeah, not not classic, not OG like Not OG Degrassi. Yeah. So So this is a this is a season 1 episode. Yes. So like this is 87 or whatever. Yeah. Um and yeah, this one's called Rumor Has It, which uh you know, years before Adele had her song. Yeah. Maybe Adele's a secret uh Degrassi fan. Yes. But I think I read that Donna Summer did have a uh, song in the the seventies. I was trying to look up like because rumor has it is sort of almost like a like an idiom or like a saying. It where is, it's like, yeah. It's it's not just a a song title or a book or whatever. Yeah. So we don't know directly what inspired this title. Other Adele, than the fact that it's please about reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you would be a listener, uh, so please contact us if you. Um, did in fact get your song title from this episode of Degrassi that aired before you were born. Yep. Yeah, because Adele's oh, 30 just came out, so she's 30 or something, right? I know, but I feel like Adele has lived so many lives yep. that she's just like an old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like I stated, this episode gave me... I had to... Okay. I had to stop watching this episode yeah. a couple of times because it was just filling me with so much secondhand embarrassment. But because um, I take this very, very seriously, I finished it. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. So, I've, I've seen it enough times where I like, 
it wasn't as cringe because I knew it was coming. It wasn't but... as palpable. Yeah. It's like watching like the dinner, uh, the dinner party episode of The Office now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or um, Scott's Tots, which I still can't watch. Oh, I can't watch Scott's Tots again. <laughs> All right. We're get... Let's get started. Okay. So it opens with Miss Avery um, in a beautiful pink dress with her long, thick hair. Yeah. And it's very it, much a crit like a, it's a lit real it's lit really weird it's sort of dark there's flowers everywhere she's got mm-hmm. like uh like vases filled with flowers all over the place so i will say that when i first started watching this episode i didn't pick up on that this was a dream sequence initially because i was like yeah. this does read very much miss avery she's kind of like yeah. a very like gentle hippie type person yeah it was this that hit me. She calls Caitlin up, puts her arm around her, and has her kind of, like, sit. Yeah. Like, like as you would with, like, an aunt or, like, like you're kind of, like, a side hug type thing. Yeah. So this so, part, I was like, oh, so this is So she puts awkward. her arm around her, and Caitlin sort of, like, looks at Miss Avery sweetly, and then Kathleen goes, she's a lesbian. So Alex... And- <laughs> And then uh, Miss Avery goes, it doesn't matter what they say, Caitlin. Uh, Just, it's fine. So (laughs) this right here is giving me um, like total eclipse of the heart vibes. Okay. Where the camera is just so close. Oh, like crazy angles, crazy shots. Yes. Like this is very 80s where it's like, oh, wait, we're doing these groundbreaking camera angles. Yeah. And then you watch it years later and you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this part alone is what did did it for me. This okay. dream sequence. Yeah. So everyone's looking up at Caitlin <sighs> and Miss Avery and saying like, she's a lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. All the kids are shouting and, and taunting her as if she's a lesbian. So Caitlin and, then like wakes up. Yeah. Abruptly. We see her like sit up in bed, like in a cold sweat. I, okay, they put a lot of emphasis on dreams in this episode. Yeah, weirdly. Like dream analysis almost. Yeah. I dream the weirdest things. And I I never put much faith in dreams. Um, But I and Alex were so excited to do this episode because this is a very Kathleen episode. Oh, yeah. And And we love to hate Kathleen. (laughs) Oh, she's like Paige wishes she was as awful as Kathleen. I'm so excited to do Kathleen episodes because I love to hate Kathleen and she makes it so easy to do that. I mean, in some ways, Paige is Kathleen. Paige is like Kathleen and Stephanie K mixed together. Yes. Like it's oh, weird. so much so. So Susie and um, Caitlin are walking up to the school. And they're taking photos. Uh, and we find out why in a little bit. It's actually very cute. I love Susie's camera. Yeah. Sam has quite the camera collection. Yes. Do you know what camera she's using? It looks like it could be a Canon A1. Just kind of like a point and shoot. Um, it's a little more advanced. Like, it's sort of like the starter photography class camera of the time. So it was like the Canon. I want to say it's the A1. That was sort of like their, their student special where it's like, if you're getting started with photography, it has like certain zoom settings and certain. Yeah. It's like user friendly. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a step above point and shoot, but it's, it's not like totally pro 
full camera yet. It's it's right. a lot of like photographer's first camera. Yeah. So they're walking up. Caitlin is talking to Susie about a sleepover. Yes. I did make a note because okay. Susie goes, I can't believe your parents are going to let you have a sleepover while they're out of town. And Caitlin says, yeah, but Patrick will be there. And I mean, you know, he's not the worst brother or... He's okay for a brother. Yeah, he's okay, I guess, for a brother. I'm so glad you made that note because I locked this in. This is the only time it is mentioned that Caitlin has a brother. Yep. We never meet him. Nope. And he is never, ever mentioned again. Not that I ever remember. No. No. He's not brought in to the next generation when Caitlin comes back, even nope. though Caitlin mentions her parents a couple times. Yep. Um, so he is probably with Snake's brother, a black hole character. Yep. And maybe we should start drinking every time we experience a black hole character. Yeah. What do they call them? Like the, the Chuck um, uh, Cunningham from, from Happy Days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so. cheers. Cheers to Patrick. Yes. And we will see another black hole character in just a little bit. Oh, that's David's tea. Yes. He has the most festive little mug. I have a tumbler, a David's tea tumbler. Did Sam um, get it for you? Yeah. Because <laughs> Sam used to work at David's tea. Sam is a tea sommelier, which I think is the most like badass thing mm-hmm. that you could be. Like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yep. She is like such a multifaceted woman. She's yeah, licensed and accredited by the Tea Association of Canada. That's so cool. And uh, she's actually on her last assignment of like another class that like not tea Somalia, but she's about to finish like social media marketing that she took at George Brown. Just like, hey, it's the, the pandemic. I might as well take some more school. So I, I did that a little bit at the like beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I tried to get all of my like close friends and family to do this my sister did it teo started it ivy league schools right were offering free classes yeah or, yeah or courses yeah for the beginning of the pandemic so i did um a course that was like pretty connected to where like what i do at work and then i did a course for fun that was post civil war con- reconstruction interesting through columbia cool teo started doing my husband started doing uh like math like sport math kind of like statistics and stuff like that through dark money ball shit (laughs) yes yes exactly money ball shit okay through dark myth yeah he literally signed up and then was like i don't want to do this anymore and then my sister did a course through i think john hopkins cool yeah but I was like, I kind of want to tell people, like, yeah, yeah, I'm an alumnus of Columbia, yeah. <laughs> so it's like pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this. Yeah. Uh, after that stupid tangent. Um, yeah. So this is the only time we ever really hear about Patrick. Patrick. Yes. Um. So Susie and Caitlin are talking, and who rides up? Su- but Rick. Rick. Before we get to Rick, though, Susie becomes a black hole character. Susie disappears by the end of junior high. She's yes. not in high at She's all. She's not in high at all. She has. It's it's interesting because we talked about sort of like the the teacher creeper. Yes. The first teacher creeper yes. episode we get is a is a Lucy episode. Yes. And when that teacher comes back, it's a Susie episode. It's a Susie episode. But and I think that's, that's sort of like it for her. 
she has a couple she's very much caitlin's friend and that's her like yeah embodiment so she has a couple episodes where it's caitlin and Susie doing things yeah but i'm pretty sure the only Susie centric episode that we get is the teacher episode the teacher yeah. creeper episode um anyway so that that's it for caitlin and Susie. yeah rick rides up they're all wearing jean jackets which is cute yeah I mean, Rick's got his jean vest that, like, that's sort of the whole thing behind the episode where Joey finds out that Rick's dad beats him is mm-hmm. because Joey's mom patches up his jean jack or his jean vest. He's yes. complaining about it at school, and Rick says, I have an old one I can sell you. Yes. Because Joey wants to look cool for picture day wearing a cool jean vest. Uh, which, But when I hear denim vest, I just think of Ernest. Like, Ernest is the only thing I think of with a denim vest. So... Also, I love Ernest, so that's a compliment. I don't know a lot about denim vests, but I will say, and I'm so sorry, I just, I need to speak about this because Gen Z is bringing back um, early 2000s fashion, but they're kind of doing it speed, like, they're doing it at a rapid pace where that we're, like, almost seeing 2010 fashion come back. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the vest fashion moment to come back do you remember when girls wore like almost like business fashion vests out to clubs it was I, like a moment i like, don't but I, I i remember it once from like going to like the fancy club okay but that's the only time and i thought it was like a theme thing i'm like oh okay i must have missed the memo but like that's, i didn't realize it's that bus- was actually business a cash th- tonight yeah i didn't realize it was actually a fashion thing it was a fashion thing there was like this weird moment i think from like 20 like 2008 to like maybe 2010 ish where vests had a very weird hold on us they were like almost always either black or charcoal gray. They were very business cash. Girls would wear them with like maybe just a bra underneath or like a tank. It was always like a layered type look with like a long necklace. Um, this is so off topic. Yeah. But I wouldn't hate for that to come back. I feel like that might be a cute little look. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we missed a couple things. Rick scoots by... Susie's sort of like, oh, look, it's Rick. You should invite him to your slumber party. And then we see Kathleen and our black hole character of this episode, Annie. Yep. Sitting and kind of watching everybody come up. Miss Avery is being dropped off by a female friend. And Kathleen's like, oh, you know, Miss Avery's a lesbian, don't you? Of course, I, she might, of course, it's she Kathleen. Might have, I don't know. I don't remember if this is the point where she says "lesy" instead of "lesbian." Um, I think she says "lesbian." Yeah, and then Annie says, "That's just a rumor, you know." So and Ms. Kathleen looks disgusted looking at Miss Avery. Okay, Kathleen is the most superior uppity. Yep. For the hardest knock life. Yep. She's got her. She's sitting there with her skirt legs crossed like knee on top like a proper lady she's a very cute girl though she's a very sweet girl but she gets she's... she gets all the shit but i mean the like worst. they do establish at the beginning like she's the worst she's the fucking worst and then they give her like all the shit things that could happen to somebody happen yeah because they were like you're a terrible human 
we're just going to kind of low-key pile everything onto you. Yeah. Uh, so Miss Avery walks by. Kathleen kind of gives her a look. It, again, it's a rumor. Miss Avery is supposed to be like a younger teacher. Yeah. This could just be her roommate. Yeah. She's in Toronto. She's a young teacher. Or maybe she is a lesbian. Yeah. That's nobody's business. So we cut. We're inside the dark room. The school has a dark room. It's lit just with red light. I don't even think my high school had a dark room. No, mine didn't. Um, like dark rooms, I think, are very much like an old way of developing photography. Like, well, yeah, like doing man- like manual developing yourself, like with the 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 stopping and the the developer fluid or whatever. Like, yeah. I know the one high school in Burlington, not the one I went to, but the the other one near me had a photography thing. And was it EC Drury? No, it was Nelson. Nelson, oh. I think, had photography. So I feel like EC Drury got everything. Um. So, uh, Caitlin and Susie are talking, and Caitlin sort of mentions dreams, and Susie's like, "Oh, like I hear your dreams are sort of like your hidden desires." And Caitlin's like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, like, sometimes it's your brain telling you, like, things you might not even know that you want. And Caitlin sort of gets weirded out by it. And then Susie's like, oh, I bet I know what you're dreaming of. It's Rick, isn't it? Because they're developing photos and they have this really cute photo of Rick just smiling. He looks so cute. It's like, like, that could be his headshot. Like, it's a good photo. It's a very good photo. Like, Okay, is this like some Freud, like Freudian shit where they're like, oh, dream analysis. That's now no, they're kids who don't know what they're talking about. Stupid. So, Caitlin gets more concerned about the fact that she's having gay dreams. Oh. Uh, and Susie certainly doesn't help. And, yeah, so they, they, they develop the photo of Rick. And, and Susie just thinks, like, oh, Caitlin's just into Rick. Like, I don't have to think about anything else. I'm just teasing her. Yeah. So, we cut to um, Arthur and Yick doing a presentation. In Miss Avery's class. So, they're using the overhead projector... And Yik's notes are a disaster. Like they're just a mess. They're it's giving all out of me order. Anxiety. I will say watching though, watching it. Did you ever have to do a presentation at school when you were young, where you had to like use the overhead projector? Yes. Did you ever have to go to like a Grandin toy and buy the actual the actual like the sheets, sheets that you could actually print onto? Because I, I know that, like, the teach, like, those weren't cheap, like, the ones that, like, you could actually print onto. I don't remember having to do that, but I remember, like, having to do, um, because smart boards weren't a thing when we were in no. school. No. Um, do, like, using PowerPoint was just becoming a thing when we were in school. And, like, getting a projector to hook yes. up, like, was, a, was like, a it was a whole thing. Like, the yeah. school might have, like, one projector. So, we didn't have to print onto overhead, but I think, he, like, they would give us the sheets. Yeah, and you could, like, write on and it And then we'd the have marker. to write on it. Yeah, I just remember having to do a presentation and, like, my mom and I having to go to, like, Grandin Toy... Grandin Toy. Yeah. What a throwback. Yeah, because there was no staples that was that close. Yes. Grandin Toy was sort of close and just like yeah. get those those sheets because we could print on and like my mom was doing a like a, a learning thing as well at the time. So it was like we can both use them. It's not like yeah. it's a throwaway, yeah. but like they were expensive. So Yik has like all of his papers. They're doing a presentation on Neighborhood Watch. Neighborhood Watch. Which okay. 
as I was watching this, I was like, they grew up. Mind you, we don't know what neighborhood this is in Toronto. Yeah. But again, Toronto people, please comment. We grew up in the suburbs. We don't really know that much about Toronto. I don't think they had neighborhood watch in Toronto. I mean, I'm sure there was like, if you lived in like a small, like close knit community, like, oh, like we're on this street in like Little Italy where like everybody knows each other. Maybe. But like, I don't think it was as much a thing. But I mean. I don't even think there was a neighborhood watch like in where I grew up. No, we we had the the only thing like it's not neighborhood watch, but the only thing we had in the neighborhood was block parents. Yes. Yeah. I think we had one block parent. Yeah. Um, and Which, that like, was, like, you, a weird thing in the 90s. Like, if you, for people, if you feel unsafe going home, like, walking home from school or going anywhere, you look for a window that has a block parent sign in it. Yes. And it's, it's a saying, like, this is a safe house for you to go to and talk to the adult who lives here, and they'll help you get help from your parents. And I don't know if, like, the police ran background checks on these people. I would assume so. So, I... Okay. I don't know too much about, like block parents i think we had one in my neighborhood i think yeah, we had one uh no one ever went or used them that one, i know of i know like one kid like i think it was like kids got in a fight or something and, like, okay the one kid like ran to the door mm. but i think to be a block parent you had to do a background check like a police check i don't know if they came and like checked out your house but like i'm pretty sure you just had to do a police check yeah but like i don't even think i I don't think block parents are a thing anymore no i haven't seen one of those signs in like 20 years gen z comment let us know do you know what a block parent is you know what a block parent is would you ever be a block parent uh i don't know being a guy is different in certain things where it's like 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 just like if you're a single dad out with your kid people think you stole the kid like it's it's like the weird thing when you're like a, a man with a child that's not your child it's in it's immediately seen as like sinister so i i get that my brother-in-law was like trying to convince us that he shouldn't be the one to hand out candy on halloween because he thought that was a creepy thing okay that's a little much like yes no no like i would say like yes no like taking the kid to the park alone i could see being like okay i don't want to get these people thinking like oh did some did that guy steal that kid sure like handing out candy like no like who cares yeah but i think that's i think that's if you have the kids come into the house to get the candy definitely creeper but yes. if you're just like opening the door, being like, "Hey, kids, great costume. Here's your candy. Happy Halloween." Yeah, I carve the I carve the pumpkins, and I do yeah. a good job. And I want to hear the kids be like, "Good job. I like your pumpkins." I know. So I live downtown. Yeah, we have no kids coming here for Halloween. We had like seventy five kids this Are year. Are you serious? Yeah, it That's was insane. Amazing. We have no kids coming here for Halloween. I live in a very like in so a lot of the houses near me are office buildings or um, apartments yeah so kids aren't coming here for halloween and i don't blame them because a couple streets over there's some big ass houses you're gonna hit that up oh for sure there used to be pre-covid they would set up tables in the park and kids could go to the tables and like get and you could like donate candy or even help hand it out that sounds fun um 
But yeah, I haven't I haven't handed out candy in years. Oh, okay. And I, I miss it. So sorry, guys. Here we are again. It's... Arthur and Yick do, finishing their presentation. Yeah. Yick is Yick scrambling. takes off the one slide, puts up the next one, and he puts it on backwards. <laughs> do they ever address that maybe Yick has like an undiagnosed learning disability? I don't know. I uh, he just becomes a stoner later. I know, but I feel like he might have some like ADHD or something. Yeah, he's he's definitely super disorganized. That's a thing in a lot of episodes. So, like the one where they try and accuse Mr. Radich of being racist. Yes. That's like yes. a whole thing where it's like Yick is messy and doesn't do his work. He doesn't. He. So you know what? I don't want to go off tangent again, and I'm so sorry. I have a friend who has offered to come on to this podcast okay. to diagnose, loosely diagnose Love it. some of these kids. Okay, okay. And I think we should take her up on that. I really think Yik has some ADHD. I think so. He loses detail of things. He misplaces things. He often forgets, like, you can't give him, like, many step directions. Yeah. He is disorganized, as we will find out. He's a little bit of a chaotic mess. Mm-hmm. And I really think that he's got some undiagnosed ADHD happening. It could be. But I love old Yik. Oh, like, yeah, teen Yik? Teen Yik. Teen Yik fucking glow up. Dating Tessa. He had a huge glow up. Yep. Anyway, so lauren if you're listening come on the pod and diagnose some of our our uh <laughs> our faves anyway so miss avery is she says like good job arthur and yick the next next week's project is uh caitlin and Susie, and they're like candid photos from around the school and oh we're all looking forward to that It really bothers me that they start this rumor about her because she is one of the loveliest teachers. Like, you can see her genuine passion for it. Yeah. Kathleen, Annie, Susie, and Caitlin are talking about the slumber party. And how excited they are. And Caitlin, or Kathleen, calls Annie a pervert for some reason. Oh, because she says something about, we should invite some boys to come. Yes, yeah. And then Kathleen says, like, Annie, like, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, we're young. What else are we supposed to think about? Yeah. And then Kathleen feels a little bit nervous because she's questioning, like, do these dreams mean that I'm gay? Sorry, Caitlin. Yeah. Did Did I say Kathleen? I said Kathleen. Yeah. Certainly not Kathleen. No, Kathleen's the worst. Kathleen's the worst. Yeah. Miss Avery calls uh, Caitlin back up. And puts a hand on her shoulder and says, oh, I was really impressed about with your native people's essay. You did such a good job. So it's like the dream is coming true because that's what Avery says in the dream. Yeah. Radich comes and says like, Miss Avery, we got to go. And she gets excited to go hang out with Mr. Radich. He's like, oh, can I, uh, can I talk to you for a moment? So everyone steps out in the hallway and like, I tried cranking the volume to see if I could hear because Radich and Avery are having a conversation and he's, he's giving her the the dish like he's he's giving her the hot goss the hot goss yes or the tea she's so into it she's a really good actress yes like she's like laughing and like like really just she she looks like a a fun teacher 
Honestly, though, like, I feel like because it's the weekend, he's probably just being like, hey, a bunch of us are going out. Like, we're going to go, like, downtown. We're yeah. going to, like, whatever. I, I, I cranked it up and he's like, oh, and then he said, and then this happened. So, like, he is telling a story. I honestly, I feel like it's so cute that Radich and Avery are, like work husband and wife yep it's cute it's adorable like everybody needs a work husband work wife everybody needs that like friend at work to just be like yo did you hear what so-and-so did today yeah that was messed up also you know they're gonna make fun of these kids later as soon as they get out of here you know they're all like hey did you hear what kathleen said in class today yeah she fucking sucks yeah because that's what people do yeah um so they're all kind of like do you think they're dating like blah 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 yeah they look so friendly friendly. they're best friends and i love that for them yeah and melanie's like they're just friends and then kathleen says that miss avery's a lezzy this is where she says lezzy she's (sighs) like of course they're not dating she's a lezzy and then melanie who is correctly woke melanie's like even if she was, what's wrong with being a homosexual? I love Melanie. Because Melanie is the best. Like, Melanie, Melanie is the most underrated character is on the show. the best. Melanie also has some of the best, like, comedic moments. Like, underrated comedic moments. Yep. Like, she and, like, a- awkward, fun shit, like, happens with her. Like, she definitely has some not great stuff. But when yes. she yick asks her out and she says yes... And then Snake asks her out, and then she tells Yik that she can't go. So then her and Snake go to the movie, and then Yik sees her there. Oh. And, like, but then, like, yeah, she has, like, cute little moments happen like that. And, like, I I love Melanie. I know. I love Melanie. So Arthur and Yik are at Yik's locker. Yik is freaking out. Yik's, Yik's locker is a disaster. Like, it's just the whole bottom where normally you put your boots or your extra shoes or whatever. Yeah. At the bottom of the locker, it's just crammed, filled with papers. So Alex and I talked off mic. Yeah. I was a messy locker kid. Yeah. I had like the the top of my locker was always messy. Like the top shelf where like the papers and stuff would go. The bottom was just where like my shoes, boots, boots, gym clothes, whatever. But like the, the top of my locker was a disaster. So I understand yik rifling through everything trying to sort everything out because i was definitely a messy locker kid yeah it as an adult gives me anxiety oh just seeing like how like disheveled it is yes and disorganized like as an adult who works with children i want to go to this school and be like please can i clean this for you can (laughs) i sort through these papers can i help you navigate this can we come up with a better system so that you feel better and i feel better when i see this abomination walking through the hallway yeah anyway arthur is chatting with yik about how when he (sighs) grows up he wants to be a pi he would be the worst pi yeah although we have established they do love sneaking around and following people love being little sneaks little nosy nels yeah so yik is looking for a 20 (sighs) dollar bill that his dad gave him to buy new shoes this is where you and I have disagreed. Was it twenty dollars? It was just twenty bucks. Yeah. Because he said it in a very weird way. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm lost. I lost the money. Is it twenty dollars? My dad gave me to so get when shoes. I first watched this episode, I heard him say five twenty dollar bills. 
which I was like, why wouldn't you just say 100, you little weirdo? Alex is convinced it was just a $20 bill. I think he said my $20 or, like, I can't find... The $20? Yeah. Um, would that have been enough to buy shoes, though? $20. Buyway shoes. <laughs> it's going to buyway in the PK Flyers, the PF Flyers or whatever. Right. He's not he's not buying Sears or the Bay shoes. Okay. He's going to Byway. Okay. All or, right. Or no, he's going to Honest Ed's. Honest Ed's! Shout out Toronto. That doesn't exist anymore, eh? Nope. It, I went the year it closed, which I think it closed in 2018. Yeah. Oh. Now it's like when people move to Toronto, if you em- if you emigrated from somewhere, like if you needed to like go get dishes, it's like go to Honest Ed's. Yeah. Get, like a dish is like a, you know, a dollar or whatever. Like you get... Like anything, anything there anything you yeah. could buy like the most ridiculous thing oh if oh. you've seen uh scott pilgrim when him and knives go to pizza pizza it's across from honest ed's it was like the best way to spend an afternoon oh yeah because you could find the most ridiculous things like the things that you weren't even like thinking about i remember when it was closing i'm like do i need do i need a cactus salt and pepper shaker yes you do and i'm like if i don't buy it i'll be sad and i I don't think i ended up buying them because like it was like yeah but the problem was i already had like a little collection of salt and pepper shakers i'm like i don't need more i I already have a lot of stuff but (sighs) yeah Yeah. like i I bought a few things from honest eds just because it was like closing but yeah fun uh, store oh okay so he's like so upset his dad's gonna be pissed because he gave him money to buy shoes, and he lost the money. And I don't think they have a lot of money. That we haven't, we haven't done, done his history episode. We'll get to that when we do y- Hazel's yeah. episode. Oh, that would be great. Because when yeah. Hazel lies about her history, Yik yes. does the same. Because Yik, I believe, is a Laotian refugee, uh, like from Laos, and he yeah. doesn't want to tell people that he like is a refugee. I okay, so I actually don't really remember Yik's origin story. I do know that he was living, I think, with his parents. It was like a multi-generational house. Yeah. I think it, it was... might have been multiple families. Like an yeah. aunt or uncle's house like sponsored them to come to Canada. Yeah. But I think they are refugees. Okay. So we'll get we'll get more into that. Yeah. When we get to Hazel's episode, we will do Yik's episode. Um, just really quickly, Alex and I were saying that like these B stories are actually really cute because Instead of focusing on, like, oh, my parents, like, are alcoholics and I am experiencing whatever, these are real problems that most kids face. Yeah, like, oh, I lost my permission (laughs) slip. Oh, I can't find my money. Like, oh, like, these are things that, like, dumb, nerdy kids could relate to. Hey. That's us. That's us. Do you know how many times? I had to go to the principal's office in high school, high school, not even elementary school, high school, go to the principal's office and be like, hey, super quick, I forgot to bring my permission slip home (laughs) to get my parents to sign it. I'm supposed to go on this field trip. Can you just call my mom and get like verbal permission? And they would do it. And my mom would be the most upset. Yeah. Because they would have to like get my mom. My mom didn't like work in an office at this time. She didn't have her own phone. Yeah. Like so they had to like pull my mom and be like, your daughter's on the phone. Your daughter's school is on the phone. And they'd be like, 
do you give permission for Amber to go to the Sears <laughs> Drama Festival? And she'd be like, fuck yes fine yes yeah so then i would go and then come home and my mom would be like really yeah like the most upset i mean my dad was the homemaker so he was usually home so like if i forgot my like if i had to stay for lunch which wasn't often but if i did and if i forgot something like i could get the office to call my dad and we lived down the street he could bring stuff but like if my dad was out grocery shopping yes and then they called and he didn't answer. They would call my mom at work. Yes. And my mom was an operation operating room nurse. Yep. Uh, at the time. So yep. she would sometimes be like scrubbed in, like it, it, assisting with a surgery. Yeah. And they would pull her out to, t- yeah. to like, you know, tell her that I missed class or whatever. And my mom would be like, okay, like I, I'm in the surgery right I now. I <laughs> have a life yeah. on a table that I have to help assist with. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was us. Yeah. And I guess also Yik. Yeah. So uh, Arthur immediately <sighs> jumps to the thought that like, oh, you can't find your $20 bill in your locker. There must in be your, a thief. Your messy, messy locker. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they just did a project about uh, Neighborhood Watch and about thieves and people stealing things. Uh, so it's fresh in his mind that like, oh. And he just said he wanted to be a private investigator. So this is almost Arthur being like, hey, I'm I'm running with my imagination. This is my training. And this then, is my apprenticeship. And then Rick walks by after he said, like, somebody might have stole it. So immediately because Rick is sort of, you know, he's, he's like, not he's not a poor kid. I hate to say the word poor, but he's not he's not an I mean, we do find out that, yeah, he is sort of a, um, in a bad way. Um yeah but you know he he's he's the kid he's like sean he is the original sean where he's supposed to be like this kid that has this reputation and he, like caitlin has a crush on him the way emma has a crush yeah on sean. like the, the kid that's like a little bit rough around the edges that the main character is going to be able to fix or yeah. save yeah so we cut to the slumber party real quick do you do you spot the bay blanket the yes the Hudson Bay there, so blanket it's with the, the striped blanket. Caitlin's room. There's the iconic Bay blanket. Yeah. And all of the girls are giggling because they're doing prank phone calls. Yeah. Where's Patrick in all this? Is he just like letting them? So if I was an older brother or sister and my parents were like, we're going out of town, but your sister's going to have a slumber party. I'd be like, okay. I wouldn't supervise it. That's true. I would just be like, okay, let me know when you want me to order pizza. As as an older teenage boy, I would have been like, I don't want to be anywhere near this. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be upstairs or I'm going to be in the basement. Yeah. Uh, you guys do your thing. Let because me know. you also don't want to be accused as as a as the older brother of like, oh, and then your older brother did this creep thing. I'm like, well, not, I'm not going to be alone with any of these Sure, kids. but like not even that, but it's like, you're not their parent. Yeah. You're not supervising them. Let me know when you want me to order pizza. Let yeah. me know if you want me to, like, get food or snacks. Yeah. Other than that, you do you. If you need to use the stove, I'll help you. But Yeah, you, know. you do you. Have fun. Yeah. So they're doing prank calls. Melanie's on the phone with Radich. And or, no, is it Annie or is it Melanie? I is that? Tell. Oh, I think it's Annie. Okay. And she's doing, like, almost like a British accent. So... And she's like, is this Mr. Radich there, please? So I love that they say mr radich instead of his full name what is this is it brian i don't remember and then they say oh mr radich has a girlfriend ha 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 ha." a woman answered the phone 
If I was Mr. Radich, and it's like a Friday night, and these little bastards called me to prank call me, I'd be the most pissed. I mean, it Radich would be very pissed. I think Miss Avery would think it's hilarious. I think Radich would be like... That's an invasion I'm, of privacy. I'm trying to get laid here. Yeah, he's having a little lady friend over. It's yeah. Friday night. They're going to like have a little casual evening. Yeah, although... They call Miss Avery's, and sure. Miss Avery's not home. What if Miss Avery is the one <gasps> at Radish's apartment? Oh, what if they are hooking shit. up? Shit! What if they are hooking? Yeah, wouldn't they recognize Avery's voice though? I don't know. If somebody answers, and just says hello, and then they say, "Yeah, is, is yeah. Mr. Radish there?" And they say, "No." Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Kathleen is talking to Caitlin. I just, I love this, like, scene, like, this, like, giddy little, like, summer party, because as a girl, this is, like, pretty accurate. Yeah. Like, pre-TikTok, pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, like, this is what you did to entertain yourself. And then Caitlin says, maybe Mr. Adich has a wife. And Kathleen goes, he doesn't wear a ring. I've looked. Um, so then they say something about, oh, Mr. Is this Mr. Radich I have on the line? Well, you better get off the line. The train is coming. I uh, love (laughs) that. That, That's a good, like, prank call. But you know what, though? You're married. I am married. I'm married. I actually don't wear my wedding ring very often. Uh, I do. Actually, I wear mine and I wear my my dad's because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Sam doesn't always wear hers because like if it's too hot or too cold or yeah. like sometimes the, the ring slides off or doesn't fit right. And yeah, so there's a lot of times or like if she's gardening, like her, mine are just plain bands. Like yes. mine are just like, you know, I can do work in them. It's no yeah. big deal. Hers, it's like if she wants to do cooking or do something in the garden yeah. or yeah. do any chore, it's like. This is going to get caught. Yep. Because her, her wedding band is... It's like a it's, raised diamond. Yeah. Well, hers is like... Her, she wears her engagement ring all the time. Yeah. And then her band is sized around her engagement yes. ring. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So mine is... My engagement ring is like more of a raised diamond. Yeah. So I don't wear it to work. Um I actually haven't really worn them lately because every time I wash my hands, they're about to slip off and it makes me nervous. Yeah. But yeah, I don't wear my wedding band, my engagement ring very often. So Caitlin's right. P- married people don't wear wedding bands all the time. Yep. It's true. Simple little bitch. So, so it's Caitlin's turn. They, they have, have like, a, like a driver's hat almost, like a chauffeur's hat. That they're drawing names out of, of who they're going to take turns prank calling. So, of course, Caitlin picks Avery. Yeah. And they are using the white pages so, to uh, look okay. up all the teacher's numbers. So, this was my my thing. They live in Toronto. Yeah. They're using the... Actually, I'm pretty sure there was, like, the Ontario phone book at one point where like you could find anybody's it might have been i know like you know depending on where you lived yeah you had like the local yellow slash white pages yes so they're in toronto 
Avery is probably the most common last name. Yeah, they're like, oh, Avery, there's one. There's only K one. Avery. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So they obviously call a... And it, okay, once again, let's assume that Avery is living with a roommate. Why would their number even be listed if they're yeah. renting? I don't know how phone numbers like I don't remember how the white pages were like neither do I we lived, we, we lived in the burbs so like, yes. like living in a house it was a yes. different thing yeah I don't know how it worked as much in the city but maybe this is just like the the you know the one city like you'll find people's apartment phone numbers or whatever happens I but. guess if you like had to get a, like a phone line then you would register yeah because like you had to pay to be unlisted yeah because i know like certain teachers at my school were unlisted because they like paid to be but other teachers oh i would definitely pay to be unlisted yeah are you kidding me i don't want any little kids calling me because well, like the white pages has your phone number and your address yeah so, like, you don't want kids showing up at your house to tp no, it or whatever oh no yeah so caitlin calls miss avery yeah. i do love kathleen's nightgown yeah it's very it's giving me like sickly victorian vibes and then they sort of, they're like, oh, Caitlin, you still have a, a teddy bear? And she's like, oh, like, I don't sleep with it. I just didn't want to get rid of it. And then they're sort of throwing around. And he's like, that's okay. I still have mine. And it's like, yeah, no, you're like, you, I get that you guys are like preteens, but like, it's, there's no cute. shame in that's having a teddy cute. bear. Yeah. Uh, so they call Miss Avery's number. Caitlin's like, is Miss Avery there? Uh, and the whoever it is says no. She hangs up and she's like, they're like, who was it? And she's like, I don't know, some, uh, some lady. lady. So just quickly, the phone that Caitlin's using, it kind of looks like a rotary phone, but it has the buttons. Yeah, like the big heavy, like the once you moved on from rotary, it's like yeah. the big heavy push button phone. So my mom had like the slimmer version of that. And she told me that it used to be called a princess phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The princess it's, phone. The princess phone. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? Yeah. So they're obviously saying like, well, that's her lover. That's her partner. Yeah. And Caitlin's like, well, we don't know that. And Kathleen's like, we got to look at the facts. She's not married. She lives with a woman. And then she's like, I saw her and her friend holding hands on king on king street. street yeah holding hands in the middle of king street yeah like okay initially when i heard well she lives with a woman i was like yeah toronto's expensive she probably has a roommate she's in her 20s like yeah maybe early 30s it's hard to tell because it's the 80s. They didn't really do yeah. skincare. If her and Raditz are around the same age, I think we discovered he was like 29 or 30. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let's say late 20s, early 30s. Single, Toronto, expensive, probably has a roommate. I, well, I in my heart of hearts, think that Kate, Kathleen made up seeing her on King Street. Yeah. Even if she didn't, also, who cares? Anyway, school's back. Rick is pulling up on his bike. And we see him offer people something, but we don't know what it is yet. So then we see Miss Avery get dropped off again. Oh, okay. And she kisses a woman on the cheek. Like a goodbye. See you later. 
a little peck, not okay. like a, a full kiss, but just like a like a see you later. So we see uh, Annie and Kathleen see Annie this happen. Annie has the biggest beret collection. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, like but find find an accessory and make it work for you. She was eating red licorice. So I don't know if Rick bought a collection or an assortment of licorice. Sure. Because I think it might just also be the lighting for some of this. But like, I think it is like the like the the strawberry where it's like the deep red licorice. Okay. But some of it might just be black licorice. Either way, Rick is offering everybody in school licorice. That sure. is, And yeah. Arthur and Yick are dusting Yick's uh, locker for fingerprints. Yeah, but they also didn't get a sample, so they can't match the fingerprints to anybody. Yeah, I also love that Rick has stopped to give everybody licorice and then walks right by Arthur and Yick. Yeah, because why would he give them licorice? So Annie, yeah. Kathleen, and Melanie are chatting. And Kathleen is being rude, and Melanie rightfully is being like, you don't know that. Uh, we don't know fully what the say, what's going mm-hmm. on. but Oh, yeah, okay, so I can see it's black and red licorice. Okay. Rick has a... A brown paper sack filled with licorice. Like a giant paper sack. Like like a the LCBO bag. I love the way, the weird way that Melanie certain, says certain things. Where she's like, I heard it was just a pack. <laughs> like, I love we're Melanie not, no, like, so much. Yeah. So the rumor is getting worse that Miss Avery is a lesbian. And Kathleen's like, didn't you hear? We saw her kiss a woman, and then Melanie's like, yeah, it's just a pack. <laughs> um, and Caitlin and Susie, everybody's sort of like, you guys don't know. Like, you guys are just making assumptions. Like, it's all just which, a rumor. Which they are. But also, I really just quickly want to touch on what Kathleen is wearing. Because she literally looks like a Midwestern mom. Oh, yeah. She is wearing, like, a striped pink and white shirt over top of a blouse with like gray dress pants like she literally looks like a midwestern mom that's like do you guys want some casserole <laughs> also like got tater tots like you know just i'm trying to think of like kathleen vibes like my body my choice for the vaccine <laughs> or like you know whatever yeah kathleen we should blow up abortion clinics I was just gonna say that I didn't. I couldn't think of a nice way of phrasing that she would totally be anti-abortion. Yeah, she would totally be against like women's like access to healthcare. Yeah, she'd well, be all like, I, if Miss Avery is gay, she should just go to therapy. They can fix that. <laughs> I don't want to pay for someone to have an abortion. Why should my taxes yeah. pay for that? Like yeah. that is like totally Kathleen vibes. Yeah. If you make a bad choice that like you need to deal with it, why should I help you out? Yeah, that is something Kathleen would say. Yeah. Oh, Kathleen. Oh, Kathleen. Anyway, Miss Avery comes in. Kathleen, Kathleen gets right to it. Kathleen puts up her hand. Miss Avery's like, yes, Kathleen. And Kathleen goes, Miss Avery, do you have a boyfriend? So let's keep in mind, this is probably Monday morning. Yep. Miss Avery was out Friday night. Yep. She strolls Possibly in. Possibly given getting it from Radich. Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Strolls in Monday morning, and that little bastard yep. has the audacity to ask you that on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me, Kathleen? Detention. 
Detention. I love Miss Avery's like fun outfit here. I don't know if she's supposed to be implied to be like part native. So that's also what I was thinking because like. <sighs> she does have a slightly like, I would say like olive complexion. Yes. Uh, and she, this outfit almost looks like it has like, uh, like a, I don't want to say a tribal bead thing, but like it could be like a, a, a Native American inspired beaded look on but, the front. So. I think it could be that, but I also think that, like, is a very, like, 80s moment, Yeah, that's why it's sort of hard to tell. Yes. So, Miss Avery kind of glares at her. And she says, I don't, but I don't know what business that is of yours. And then, like, switches and is like, okay, you know, let's have fun now. And then Rick gets up and just, like, pushes past everybody to go to the front of the classroom to offer her some licorice. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Which is so sweet. Rick's just happy. Like, Rick is a character that has <laughs> has seen some shit. So, Yick and Arthur are glaring at him. Yeah. I don't know why. If if I won... So, he keeps saying, have he some licorice. Won... I won $100 in the lottery. Yeah. What lottery do kids win? What lottery do kids win? And, like, why would you just buy licorice? Yeah. Although, oh, I wonder if it's, like... Like, Big Brothers, Big Sisters had, like, some fundraiser, and he won, like, the 50-50 or something. Like, we, we aren't going to get to it till we get to the, the Craig episode, but yeah. but Rick's dad does beat him, yes. and I think he he ends up uh, moving in with his older brother. Yeah, yeah. So, he is the real Sean. Like, he has the Sean, the original Sean storyline, like, moving in with your older brother. So, then we cut to the dark room. Sorry, Arthur and Yick followed around Rick for a while, trying to snoop and see if they could catch him in the act. Whatever. Then they run away. We cut to the dark room. Susie and uh, Caitlin are hanging out. And Susie says, I wonder what Lezzie's do anyways. They are a product of the time. Yep. So, and I do, I I love this. Susie's just really naive. But I also love this episode for kind of shining a light into like the ignorance of it. Yep. But like... My God, my God, they're so concerned with Avery's private life. Yeah. Like, I can't. Well, especially, like, I don't know. I guess it's, I can't speak as a, as being a girl around that age. If you heard, like, a girl was a lesbian and you were a young guy, you're like, cool. Like, she makes out with chicks. Like, it was just sort of like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like, we would have thought that's cool. I understand for them, it's like, oh, they're worried. Like, is this teacher into us? And then Susie's even like, well, she's very, she really likes to touch people because Susie's developing a photo where Miss Avery has her hand on Caitlin's shoulder. But I think that, like, Miss Avery is a very affectionate, caring woman. Yeah, you see her putting her hand on Rick's shoulder. You see her, which, like, like I, she, I really, she's making connections with yes, these kids. Yes, which I really love for these students because, as we know, they all have, like, a very tumultuous home life. Yeah. So we're back into a dream sequence. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's, I can't, I can't. So so she goes up to the front of the class again. Miss Avery has like her hand on, on Caitlin's stomach and is like, Caitlin, your essay was so good. You're the best student I've ever had. And then all the students are like, Caitlin's a lesbian. Uh, And then Susie's like, yes, Yes, I I heard. I know. As if she's like been brainwashed by a vampire. Uh, So, everybody's pointing and shouting gay and lesbian oh it's so it's so cringe and we see caitlin they're doing like extreme zooms 
we see Caitlyn like asleep, like stirring and rolling around in, in her sleep and like waking up in a cold sweat. It's it's hard to watch. Yeah. Like again, we... like I will say, the start of that dream was really cool because Caitlyn was the only person who had light on her face. Yes. Everybody else's faces were obscured by shadow. It was a really cool shot. Yeah, like, and for that time too. And I also like that they use like Caitlyn is the only one in color. Everyone else is in grayscale. Yeah. But my God, it's so cringe. So we see Miss Avery get dropped off at school again, and she uh, kisses the lady on the cheek to say goodbye. And this time, Caitlyn and Susie see it. And then Avery runs up to be like, oh, Caitlin, you wrote that article. You wrote that essay about native people. Yeah. I found this great article in the newspaper about native people and I cut it out and saved it for you. She's such a good teacher. And I ordered a book from the library and it's going to come this week and it's all about native people. My God. So she has like her arm sort of around Caitlin walking into school. And of course, Kathleen and Annie see it. So they're gonna feed into caitlin's weird paranoia dreams of being like oh like caitlin maybe... is a lessie. yeah so arthur and yick are doing their classic like sneak around where they think they're being inconspicuous but rick clearly sees them so then uh kathleen Susie, annie and melanie are walking in yeah and kathleen is saying that uh caitlin, caitlin is, is a, a lesbian and then she's saying like she's so awkward and she hangs out with miss avery so much and when we get changed in the change room, like, she hides behind a towel and stuff. Okay, so as somebody who... But super woke Melanie yeah. overhears and turns around and goes, what difference does it make anyway? It doesn't because, make again, any difference. Melanie is, like, the wokest and best character on the she show. She really is. She's so cool. So as somebody who has been to summer camp, yep. was on the swim team, mm -hmm. I can attest everybody changes behind a towel okay like literally in our cabin at summer camp we would use like our towels or blankets or whatever like you would get underneath your blanket okay yeah yeah yeah. and then sometimes you would even say like don't look at me and like that was code for like oh she's changing yeah so i get it caitlin like you you're young you don't want anyone to look at you like that's literally how you change like yeah you hold the towel around you. You shimmy your little, like, bathing suit off. You put everything on. Then, like, yeah. And I like that Melanie, because we've seen that, although this might be before the, the episode with, with her boobs. but like No, the episode with her uh, boobs is the one right before this one. Okay, so there yeah. we go. So Melanie, again, being like, hey. So like, self-conscious. So, so what if this person does this? Like, that's no yeah. reason to judge them. And even if she was gay, who cares? Yeah. Because... We stand for Melanie here. Yes. We, justice for Justice for Terry. Justice for Terry. We, justice for Melanie. Yeah. And we stand for uh, Nancy, who sadly never got her own episode. But Yeah. Yeah. So, so Melanie's like, yeah, who cares even if she is a lesbian? Then Susie says, she's not a lesbian. She's my friend. Like, as, as if that's a disqualifier. Yeah. Like as if like she couldn't be friends with somebody who might be a lesbian. But Susie is really naive. Oh my god, Kathleen! Like, Ugh, like just wait until people start talking about you. Don't too. blame, don't blame us if people start talking about you. Kathleen is the worst. Yeah, I think we need to start drinking every time Kathleen is the worst. Ugh, we will be so wasted, so drunk. So Susie's like kind of eyeing Caitlin up and down because she's not sure yet. Yeah, she's like she's not gay, but like I'm nervous about if she is. Yeah. Rick keeps handing out his licorice, saying, 
here, have some licorice. I won money. Here, have some licorice. I won money. Yeah. Like, as if, like, that would be the first thing you buy. Yeah. Because they say something about, like, how he got a new shirt, where it's like, we know that you have money because you bought a new shirt. And it's like, that's so sad that, like, Rick has so few shirts that, like, Arthur would notice when he gets a new one. I didn't even notice that. And that is so sad. Yeah. That is so sad. Oh. Okay. So, coming up, we... You have to pause for a sec because okay, okay. the principal is doing what is possibly my favorite announcement ever. Is it about like, the signs? Yes. Because it's almost like a Simpsons like sign gag. Yeah. Because the announcement says, announcement, you need permission from the office to post posters and notices, no exceptions. That includes the no posters here notice and the no notices <laughs> to be posted here poster. <laughs> so I, di- I did notice that and I thought that was hilarious. It's, I love that. It's a fucking funny joke. Yeah, it's a really good joke. Yeah. So, okay. I, okay, I'm sorry. I kind of agree with Arthur and Yick. Rick's behavior is a little suspicious because he's handing out licorice, which is like, why, why, why? Yeah. Who's First he trying all, to buy off? And second of all, like, you keep telling people, I want 100 bucks, I want 100 bucks, I want 100 bucks, like, as if to justify that you have this like mass amount of licorice to hand to people yeah and like why would he have it in a paper bag like did he just go to like a licorice supply store and just get assuming he went to like because this was like pre-bulk barn like he would have gone to like the local bulk shop and just been like can i have licorice please yeah um so 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 he is wearing clearly what looks like a new shirt yeah um poor rick yeah and um so he goes into the bathroom, and you you love this, the scene. Arthur and Yick obviously follow because they're the snoopiest. Yeah, and they hide in a stall while Rick puts his licorice down on the window ledge uh, to use the urinal. He looks back, and they hide in the stalls, and he, he's noticed them following him the whole time. Uh, so he finishes peeing, uh, <laughs> sees them looking over the door of the stalls, <laughs> And then with his his pee hands, <laughs> grabs licorice and throws it over the stalls at the boys. It's like, one for you, one for you. Uh, and Arthur just has this look like, how did he know? How, how did he spot us? So then we cut back to the dark room. They uh, are spending so much time developing this film. Yeah. I mean, this is their big project, right? But I mean, yeah. like Arthur and Yix is like, we have some overhead projections. And Caitlin and, and Susie's is like, we have like dozens of photos that we developed ourselves thousands of photos that we're gonna cycle through yeah but i mean i get it because like they i think are more type a than arthur and yick yeah so Susie and caitlin are it's it's close quarters uh you know caitlin sort of gets up in lucy's space and lucy like (gasps) you're not a lesbian are you so Susie kind of like jumps back a little bit to like and like recoils at her touch yeah and then says, you're not a lesbian, are you? And then Caitlin rightfully storms out. But I do want to point out, Caitlin storms out and leaves the door open. Oh, yeah. It would have ruined any It would have ruined all of those photos. Yeah. So she... Uh, she has... So Susie says, I'm sorry. I just don't know what's going on. And Caitlin says, yeah, me either. Or that makes two of us or whatever. 
So then Caitlin's in bed and she's chatting with her little bear saying like, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. Which again, like, is really cute because it shows how young she really is. And she's like, what do I do if I am a lesbian? Does it mean I don't have any friends? Like, I won't have my friends anymore? It just really shows how, like, young and, like, precious she is. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she, they basically need a way for her to say stuff out loud. So she says it to this bear and says, like, you know, like, even if I was gay, like, would that be so bad? And, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And... I'm confused. Then we see Miss Avery handing back everybody's uh, most recent essay or whatever it is, you know, being personable with everybody, sort of putting a hand on the shoulder like, hey, good job. You, you did a good job with this one. And oh, Alex, like you did a good job here. I knew you could do it if you just tried. And I'm like, ooh, that hits close to home for me because oh. I heard that sentence like, Alex, you I knew you'd do well if you tried. Um, so Avery gives Caitlin her paperback. And puts her hand on her shoulder and Caitlin goes, uh, don't, don't touch me. Please don't touch me. And then you can, you kind of see like the like shock on Avery's face. But she sort of like, you know, keeps her cool, goes up to the front of the classroom, bell rings. Uh, Avery asks Caitlin to stay behind. Everybody just sort of files out yeah. awkwardly. <laughs> oh Caitlin my God. says, I told you she was a lezzy. I can't. Sorry, Kathleen. Kath- Kathleen. Yeah. yeah. Kathleen, who is the worst. I think it's so sad that Miss Avery is dealing with this because she's such a cute teacher. Yeah. So she closes the door and then says, hey, Caitlin, like, tell me what's going on. And she does a cute, like, I'm going to sit on the desk and, you know. I'm going to be casual. Yeah. And Caitlin, uh, you know, is having a hard time getting it out. And then just says, like, people are saying stuff about you that you're a lesbian. And Miss Avery's like, oh, really? And Avery's like, oh, like, why, why why are they saying that? And they're like, well, you're single. And she's like, oh, so all single people are gay. And this is like awkward. This is really hard to watch. It's it's very hard to watch because it's like, yeah, really pulling teeth. And they're like, we've seen you with a woman. She's like, Elaine, she's my roommate. It's cheaper than Knew living it. alone. Knew it. Yeah. Knew it was her roommate. And then she says, my friend said, they saw you holding hands on King Street. And then Avery ah. just says, like, your friend has a vivid imagination. I knew that, too, because Kathleen is trash. Yep. Straight garbage. Oh, it kind of would have been nice if Miss Avery was gay. Yeah. Just to, like, have that. But I get why they didn't do that. Yeah. And she just sort of says, like, you know. You can't believe everything you hear. People are the worst. Yeah. So Arthur and Yick are once again hiding because they're like little goblins. And they try and chase after Rick and he sees them and catches them. And says, why you been chasing? Why you been chasing me around? And he's like, it's about the money. And Yick says, you stole money from my locker. Stole it. And they're like, oh, well, we don't think you stole it. Like, we thought maybe you borrowed it. Yeah. We appreciate that. Oh my god, this is so hard to watch. And Yick's like, after my money disappeared, you bought a new t-shirt and a bunch of licorice. Bunch of licorice. And then, yeah, Rick sort of got them up against the stairs and Radich comes in and goes like, you know, clears his throat, walks by Rick, does a very weird grab him by the collar and like straighten out the collar on his vest and then keep walking past as if like, I know what's going on. 
And then I kind of feel like that might have been a little power move of Radich. Yeah. Oh, it totally was. <laughs> and then Rick, who is kind of a bad actor, is like, don't follow me around anymore. He is a very bad actor. Yeah. I can see why he didn't stick with the show. Yeah. It makes sense. So Avery and Caitlin are walking out. And Caitlin tells her that she's been having dreams. And Avery says, it's okay. Girls your age have sexual dreams and there's nothing wrong with that and it's perfectly normal and your dreams don't necessarily mean what you think they mean like just because you dream about uh, like women doesn't mean that you're gay yeah god avery is the like this coolest. is a really important episode because like it's a confusing thing like especially if you go to a school that doesn't explain sex ed stuff yep. to you yeah that like you're you're not going to know that like if you have gay dreams doesn't mean that you're gay so Arthur and Yick are back at Arth- Yick's locker and like a bunch of things fall out and Yick finds the $20 bill at the bottom of his locker and Yick says, um, you broomhead, you almost got me killed. Yeah. And then there's somebody that pulls up. Is that it's, Radich? It's Radich. Radich oh, okay. is out front okay. and he goes, hey, Karen. And he waves at Miss Avery oh, and she goes, oh. Mr. Radich? And Miss Avery goes, don't start any other rumors. And then her and Caitlin are talking and she says, like, would it make any difference even if I were gay? And Caitlin realizes, no, I guess it, it really wouldn't, wouldn't. It wouldn't. Okay. I kind of love Radich and, and Avery. Yeah. Are we shipping them? I am shipping them. I think that's adorable. Averich. Um, Averich. I love that, um, like, Yick finds the money and yeah. Arthur gets mad at him and does the same thing that Rick does and, like, holds him against the locker. Yeah. You almost got me killed. You almost got me killed. And I love that this episode had a better conclusion than the last episode. Yeah. No, I love the way this episode ends. Where yeah. It's sort of like, even if I was gay, like... What would it, it matter? It doesn't matter. And Caitlin realized, like, oh, yeah, I guess it really doesn't. It doesn't matter. And um, Avery and Radich might be friends, might be more than friends. I love that for them. Yeah. No, I just, I I love that, like, they have the Avery-Caitlin sit down and that it takes yeah. up such a, like, a part of the episode. Like, yeah, no, like, you're going to have confusing dreams because you're, you're, you're going to have sexual dreams because you're around that age. And you're and, a human, and when our brains go to sleep, they just do different things. And even if somebody is gay, who cares? It doesn't mean It anything. doesn't affect you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love that episode. Same. Same. Okay. I would like to do a Christmas episode, but I don't think there is any. Uh, ooh, not that I can think of. So, stay tuned. I guess next week we will do... We'll do something. Yeah. We'll see you It'll next probably week. be whatever episode 11 is of yeah. uh, Next Generation. Then we'll uh, subsequently the... follow the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>